1: Swear to God! Wait for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pin the comment when I find it.
2: (laughs) No, um, what you gotta do is you gotta drop an item on the ground at your feet so that your little white dot looting dot comes up and that's in the center and that's what gives you the. I've never thought. I just I just invented that in my head right now. Um, that's gonna be the new the new meta, I, I guess.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast, the show dedicated to talking about all the progress, things in life, like music, content creation, and video games. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jesse Kazam,
2: and I am uh, the Bionic Man. The Bionic Man. Yeah, I had uh, we didn't. We're doing the podcast late. It's it's another Saturday episode because <sighs> on Thursday I had uh, oh yeah a, a procedure done. I know. I think we've talked before about my like acid reflux, esophagus, yeah, yeah, yeah. cough, shit. So. I had an endoscopy, um, and as a part of that, they actually attach on this little tiny computer pill chip thing to the inside of my esophagus, and it sits there for like a week and measures the the acidity in my esophagus, and it connects remotely to this little... What? ...perfect timing. You guys hear that? I have to tap my microphone because it's my noise gate um yeah so what it it wirelessly connects to this thing this little thing i have to carry around with me and updates my like esophagus acid levels and then i have a little diary i need to write down everything i eat when i lie down when i stand back up that's crazy yeah it's a pain in my balls dude
1: what is the beeping? Is that just like, "Hey, write this down," or is that like, "Hey, drink some
2: water"? Oh no! Honestly, I think it's just like it loses connection briefly, <laughs> but it's, it just does it all day long. It's so annoying. It's just like standing here. I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know? Uh, that's wild. Yeah. So that's you that's are what the I've been bionic man. Yeah, I had. Um, How's it feel to be a cyborg? <laughs> it, uh refluxy <laughs> right. oh. acidic yeah dude i had um oh wait let me see i had a solid uh i think it's 100 mil, 100 cc 100 part 100 some some quantity of fent- fentanyl yeah which i've only ever heard as like a real bad drug (laughs) um what you know they they, you go under full anesthesia um the dude who's like the anesthesiologist he was the coolest guy ever he was like trying to get me to like hike up in like uh a couple of different places in new hampshire and all this other stuff and he's like all right i'm gonna hook you up with uh with like the magic cocktail and he's like i'm gonna give you this and this, and all of a sudden, it was like, oh, God, shut the fuck up. Like, ten seconds later, I was just like, oh, my God. Bro, that
1: is... Dude, I've, like, thought about that before, just, like, how unbelievable that science is and how we got to the point where we're confident enough to just, like, inject these chemicals into a human, and they just wake up eight hours later with a new whatever, leg or... Yeah. heart or a chip in their esophagus
2: crazy yeah, dude. i was but i was like listen i'll come back every day and i'll get i would get a uh <laughs> a uh what the fuck's it called? you guys do
1: microdosing? dosing
2: <laughs> yeah no, whatever the procedure is um uh not a colonoscopy the other one endoscopy, endoscopy? <laughs> I, I wouldn't do it for a colonoscopy but for endoscopy i'm like yo if i can come in every day and get a hit of that you can Woo! you can you can scope my throat as much as you want hell yeah. yeah that's where we're at like, what's up with you how's your esophagus? <laughs> my you know i am actually getting sick again
1: so that's fun kids man permanent sickness machines Somebody was like, somebody was like, you know, it like uh, the the kind of like constant sickness normally ends when your youngest is in about second grade, and I was like, that's like five years from
2: now. I was like, oh, and sick. they stop putting everything in their mouth. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I was like, I was like sick. so only like five more years of basically constantly <laughs> being sick.
2: Oh, gross, dude. Yeah. Ugh. And you're going to be sticky the whole time too.
1: Yeah, yeah. We got the the little one is he's got super runny nose and it's just like
3: all day. <laughs> oh God.
1: He has he'll have this huge red. It's all just raw because yeah. you know what I mean just like oh. imagine just poor guy. And then his it'll be so much his arm will have like a red like raw rat because it's just like it's so instinctual it's just like you feel something yeah. on your face you know what I mean it's like he's not like I need a tissue he's two years old right he's just gonna like rub and it all oh, dude it's you just feel so bad for him it's like such Poor a guy. weird combination of I'm like so annoyed with you because I know yeah. how to handle this and I wish you would just handle it but yeah. I feel so bad for you at the same time because I can recognize that you don't know how to handle anything so yeah, yeah. but oh, man. <laughs> other than that it's been good I saw you were playing some Magic the Gathering. Have you been getting any Tarkov in this week, or has it been mostly variety?
2: I mean, I've got a, I got a little bit of Tarkov in, dude, but the last two times, I just can't, man. I just can't. A couple of days ago, yeah, I had a, a fun little <sighs> a moment where uh, I was playing... I was trying to do, I think, like, a combination of, like, Tarkov Shooter and Shooter Born in Heaven. And stuff. Oh, so yeah. Woods, trying to do a bunch of stuff. And, <clears throat> um, one, I was literally talking about how, like, it seems, you know, how I'm always, like, I feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone. Like yeah. I don't understand how people are playing and how, like, the... Tarkov is a game where, you know, some percentage of the time you're just walking and you just die. You're just going to die. Yeah. And I was like, the percentage of times where I'm the one just dying versus the one who's just killing people, it's like n- nine to one. Yeah. It's like, it's it's an unreasonable, like, yeah. distribution that, that has felt just not good for so long for me not to mention all of the issues you know that i've we've talked about a million times and i've done a million videos on and while i was like venting about that on stream instantly get like my arm blacked out my leg blacked out and i'm like oh my god like are you kidding you know here we go i end up killing a dude naked guy with a Mosin. um and then Later on in the same raid, I'm like about ready to snipe a guy that's like 120 meters away and he's like standing still. And all of a sudden someone comes up behind me and I see it's like a dude who's like semi geared, but he had his hatchet out. And he's like, hey, man, that naked guy with the Mosin stream sniping you.
1: And I'm like, what a layered statement. How would the, you know he's doing it? How do you know who I am? How do you know? <laughs> like, that's so that's a, that's so weird. It's less weird if you're like, hey, I'm stream sniping you. But to randomly come up and say, that guy's stream sniping
2: you. Yeah, so I ended up. <laughs> I ended up. Now, I had seen his name in game. And he had joined my discord like five minutes before. So I sent him a DM. I'm like, hey, yo, well fuck yourself
3: yeah <laughs> like you're
2: you're a piece of shit because i'm just like so frustrated yeah. you know like clearly and and the guy ended up basically telling me that for quite some time a group of people that he's familiar with has been specifically targeting me and stream sniping me sick which which explains, explains a lot <laughs> it explains a non-zero amount yes. of the bullshit that i experienced where it's like why would anybody be there how yeah. unlucky can i be and you that's know, and, what's crazy is that like and this is,
1: I think, an important part of the point you're making there, is that Tarkov in and of itself has a certain amount of the just like random chance encounters. Tarkov with all of the issues means we're so close to a boiling point already. So like it, it you, you just acknowledged it. You were like, it explains a non-zero amount. You're not like, oh, well, that explains everything. All my deaths, I'm going to attribute it to that guy. But you playing Tarkov, you exist so close to the line that a, a group of guys that stream snipe you, that actually hit you three or four times a day, can push you all the way over the edge. Because all of the Tarkov bullcrap gets all of us so close. So just a mm-hmm. few additional, like, forceful deaths that are, like, weird or sus or frustrating is all it takes to just be like, F- this game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's. Yeah. it's, it's it's great. So they only have to do successfully do that two, three, four raids a night. And it's game over because it's just like, what? It's, yeah. Every raid that, that
2: isn't that isn't bullshit, which is like one out of every three raids. Yeah. You know, or one out of every four. Yeah. Which would otherwise th- those would be the redeeming raids. Yes. So it's just all bad. Right. It's exactly. Like, it's, if there's a cheat, if there's a cheater, one out of three raids and bullshit, in one out of three raids and a stream sniper in one out of three raids. I can't win the game exactly. ever. It's, it's like, unwinnable. We said this the other day where it's like, it seems like there's 12 things that
1: all have a 10% chance of completely removing your control over whether you live or die. And so it's some some days, right? Because like 12 things that have a 10% chance doesn't mean every single one of your raids has one of those things. Yep. Some days you get eight raids in a row that feel great some days you get 14 raids in a row that feel like garbage. So it's a pretty significant thing to just add another thing. Now that 12 things is 13 things because there's a group of guys stream sniping me. That just makes that whole experience all the worse because the statistical likelihood of a good raid was just reduced even further. (laughs) And that makes it just like so toxic.
2: Like, Yeah, yeah, dude. So, I mean, and he said it's like a group of people like that he's known for years sounded like it's a decent sized group and he basically said they're like known like it's like a cheating group like they cheat so i don't know if they're cheating in tarkov um but one thing i do know and and nobody's ever really talked about this before um but i mean at this point i just don't fucking care i'm just gonna come out and say it that there are cheats out there that will allow you to essentially tie yourself to a, a someone else's account, yeah, I've heard. I've heard. And it'll of this. put it will put you in whatever lobbies, like whatever the queue is, it'll put you in their queue, you like lobby. Follow them, like
1: it just like attached Yeah,
2: I've heard. And of this that. happened to like this happened to like Ghost Freak and a few other people for for literally like months and months and months. You'd have the same person. You'd hide your screen. You'd change servers. They'd be in your next raid. Um, yeah, and see, the, yeah, so. I mean, who knows how much of that? And see, that's like, that's another thing that's just like absolutely fucking killing like my mental health is, and I know talking about this is just like makes me more of a target, but like the less I play Tarkov, the less I fucking care. Yeah. You know, I'd much rather vent about it and have me be a little bit more of a target potentially than yeah. not talk to Bottle anybody it about <laughs> it. Um, just because I, I want more people to fucking understand where I'm coming from with like my frustrations and stuff, because maybe they'll, you know, people. A non-zero number of people will stop being like, "Oh, all he does is bitch and moan about the game, yeah. and it's a skill issue." You can say skill issue all you want, but none of you fucking clowns have people literally, specifically targeting you, cheating, and yeah. killing you, and having all the information. Like, I, I'm not playing the same. I've been saying I'm not playing the same game as you. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, you literally have cheaters
1: admitting it. Yeah. Like, and and um, and the great thing, like, think about think about how. The more cheating becomes a problem, it's been harder for the casual player to die to maybe explainable things and not think cheats. We've talked about that phenomenon, right? Like it's like poisoning the well. Now that we like knowing that there's a really bad cheating problem means it's really hard to not think that maybe there was a cheater when maybe there was another explanation. So like that's an analogy that hopefully like a like a more casual player can understand. Now think about that same logic applied to a literal cheater admitting to you that cheaters and stream snipers target you. How does that not poison the well mentally that when you're super frustrated at the game, you might deep down know that maybe that was explainable, but you'll but you'll also be like, but also maybe it's these guys. Just like we're all poisoned in the like, was that decent or was that a cheater? Was that, was that sus or was it not? And, and, and we don't know anymore. And that's like the robbery there. Cause we're like, oh, now you have that other layer of like, was, are these, these freaking jabronis stream me again? Like, how could that not affect the mental aspect of it? You know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah, it really is like because as someone who's like i try to be critical thinker and open-minded and reasonable and skeptical about all of these things so um so like at least before when when it was i mean i always knew that there were people that would like you know wanted to mess with me and stuff like that but it was it wasn't as common you know as i think it it has been recently so so then it just becomes like it's it's easy to dismiss it as like yep I just got unlucky let me not get frustrated yeah. whatever and then move on, um, but uh, but when when it's it's something that I know is a thing, yeah. Then yeah, I mean it just it just like poisons everything and, and it also affects the way that I play you know what i mean like you yeah. play differently against cheaters you play differently against stream snipers for sure um i remember the first the first raid of uh of the stream it was like three streams ago i was on shoreline um i had i i don't remember i might have looted a letex it was the third letex i needed for that quest with therapist oh yeah um, crisis or last, whatever. yeah crisis the last letex i needed and it was like in the first room and then you know I heard somebody outside coming in the building. I'm on the second floor. This was West Wing. You know how like near 218, there's like a stack of boxes. Yep. I was I like walked behind the stack of boxes yeah, yeah, yeah. and waited and just you waited. could, like look down you know. towards the barbed wire. Yeah. So my back was to the barbed wire. Oh, I was you're just looking standing, okay, yeah. Looking towards the 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 far west yep, side. Yep, yep. Because I heard somebody come in coming from that outside. Way. Come up the stairs. <laughs> all of a sudden, clink clink. Grenade explodes. And of course, there's two fucking dudes in chat saying, It's a common grenade spot, dude. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Okay, dude, like t- tell me tell me that you're not a reasonable human being without telling me yeah. you're not a reasonable Oh yeah. The moment the moment you look down the hallway, you instantly will grenade. Right yes. next to the box. Yes. He I couldn't have seen that. You can't from that far down. You can't see that like 216 is open. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean, the like, problem
1: with that logic is there's more common grenade spots on any given map than slots on your character for grenades. Yep. <laughs> so like if, if if a normal person brings two to four grenades, the logic of, well, he just pre it. It's like, but you would say that about 47 different spots in resort that are really common mm-hmm. spots for people to be
2: so and it's not like there was five nades beforehand in other spots yeah yeah you know then then maybe you could deduce he was just trying to clear everything yeah but that's not how people don't fucking play like people don't play like that you know you don't assume you never assume that someone's in the hallway behind the boxes yeah 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 yeah. you assume that someone's in one of the rooms yeah you know um so then there was that and then yesterday (laughs) first raid of the day the one and only raid because at that point i'm like no i just can't i just can't play the game anymore um, it was, I was doing the quest on woods where you try to get three kills with a bolt action. Oh, yeah. Um, and I went over into the, <clears throat> like the little scav camp with all like the medical and food stuff. Yeah. Um, ended up like killing a scav, like seven minutes had gone by and I was like waiting cause I heard someone in the distance and I was like kind of trying to see if I could get an angle on like a shooter shot. But I just never saw anybody. It was like a long time went by. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, clink, 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 kaboom! It was like two inches to the left, next to the concrete. So I I didn't take any damage. But I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, like he only threw one nade. He didn't threw. Yeah. Se- he didn't throw seven. You know, it was right next to me, and I was in. You know, the, there's the container with like the dead bodies. Um, it just has like a oh, couple of yeah. covered up dead bodies yep. and like a table underneath it there's like a little area that's where i was the grenade landed like right there which is like of all the places yeah um and then the dude comes sprinting in i see he's like juiced comes sprinting in and i was like i didn't even ads like no noises whatsoever and i'm like holding and you see him run right up to the corner where the angle where i'm like holding yep and then stop, and then run right up to the right, like just never when 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 there's a situation like that, and you never get a, a single pixel of a sight on the yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until the one moment <laughs> where he peeks, and you die in your direction, and starts popping shots off. Now it, it actually he peaked, and he was looking right in my direction. I ended up shooting. Because I was ready for him, yeah. But he just like peaked, went. I'm like, oh, okay, you know. So then we ended up, he ended up killing me. But it's like those fights, they don't feel normal. They don't feel real. Yeah, they don't. It's exactly how you move when you have fucking walls. Yeah, when you have ESP or radar or whatever, you know that that I'm not gonna go there or there because they can see me, and you just run everywhere in between without ever exposing a pixel of your body. Like, give me a fucking break. Yeah,
1: yeah. And after literally so like hundreds of thousands of organic fights over the career of Tarkov, it's like, it's just, it's not unreasonable to assume that like things feel suspicious. It's not,
2: you know what I mean? It, it, yeah, you can just tell. Yeah. Sometimes. And it's not like he, he ran out of, you know, he, like in any normal situation, the guy doing all that would just run out the front and go on yeah. his day. Yeah. Like literally four minutes of him just running back and forth. Not looting containers, just, like, running to the angle, and I'm like, eh, and he doesn't peek, and he runs to the other side, and I'm like, eh, you know? Yep. There's, like, it's possible it was legit, right? Yeah. But it's like, again, it's a numbers game. It's I know a numbers I'm being targeted. game, and
1: you know, you, and exactly, and you know that it this happens, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, man.
2: So yeah, that's my been my Tarkov experience. So I've been playing Magic. I've been playing I, I can't wait for Diablo 4 to come out. I gotta wait two months yeah. for that. Um been playing uh I mean I just played Hearthstone, got to legend um and classic, but it's mostly bots anyway these days. Really? Nobody <laughs> plays nobody plays that game mode anymore. Um I just can't learn like eight years worth of cards. Yeah. You know, so I just play classic, which is like the original few sets. Um. yeah that's it. that's been it yep that's been it
1: right you I mean just lots to talk of Tarkov I mean I'm free from Kappa or anything I like started doing I had like a weekly to. I had a weekly to kill like 30 PMC's or 50 PMC's with a Keter which I was like oh this will be fun and it was like the very first night uh, me and Jay were playing Woods and I got like 14 kills in that night I mean and, and that was just with the Keter we killed a bunch of other people it was like so fun and then the next like two days, it was just like death after death after death. And then I was just like, nah, because like it's it's fun when it's fun. But like when it's just the I have a stash full of gear and every time I die, I'm buying another Keter and eight mags and 100, 200 rounds. And it's like, I'm just going to use the freaking guns. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't yeah. I don't need I don't I'm not working towards cap. I don't need anything. But it was like but yeah, I mean, like straights is super fun. That's basically all I'm playing. Um, <laughs> we had. I had, we had another like insane, um, insane DC. We were playing last night with Desmond and seal and Desmond team killed me. It was just like communication. And like, because it was Desmond, I was like, okay, clip that and let's pull it up. Because like we were on streets and I was like, I mean, I was three business days behind this like pillar. Like I was, I was much closer. <laughs> I was much closer to being, a, to be a, to, to like right side peaking this pillar but Desmond killed me from the left side of it with a headshot. So like my head on my screen, if you take the big pillar in front of me, center it, I'm on the right half. Like I'm moving this way. And I was like, clip it. And when he's shooting at me, he can see my entire body peeked out from the pillar. And it's like, blah, blah, blah. And Desmond's nuts. So he hits his shots, right? So he freaking (laughs) shoots me in the head and I die. And it was just like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like a huge revelation, but it's just like, you bank those when you have the clips, when you like have the receipts to
2: like show this is how bad it is. Um, well, well, see, you know what I you know what I just thought there too is that we always say like, well, there's desync, right? So, technically, you wouldn't die behind the corner; you would just die earlier. Yeah. Well, t- actually, no. If there wasn't the desync, you might die earlier. But you would also be in a different place, moving at a yeah. different speed at a different time. So it's possible that if they only have yeah. so much time to react to you, that if it was perfectly in real time, yeah. they wouldn't be enough time for them to aim and hit the shot yeah. because you'd be behind the pillar. Exactly. Right? It's hard to like...
1: It's hard to... It's hard to understand what actually would have happened in an encounter because what it seems like is is two unreliable sources present information to the almighty server and the almighty server doesn't decide what's reliable from your story and what's reliable from your story it just goes you were the right one so like it feels like the server authenticating either one both sides of the story have bad data on desmond's side i was way out on my side i was way in but where were the true and actual positions of each person at that time? You know what I mean? What it would it have been somewhere in the middle where I was getting back behind cover while Desmond was still peaking and actually he wouldn't have got any shots on me and maybe it would have been like a an engagement there or whatever, or I could have said, Hey, that was me. But because it just goes, Oh, this is the one, it still feels like almost it's 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 like enough desync that if it was fixed, it actually might have changed the tide of a fight, not just been like, Oh, yeah. you would have
2: died on that peak. You know what I mean? So if there's a ton of latency and depend- I don't know how the server handles reconciliation yeah. between position and, you know, it could just be that. That there's some grace period, because like if you've sent your position to the server and it's going to say, I shot them at this point in time. Yeah. They were standing here. And the server's like, oh, well, they weren't standing here. Yeah. Like, exactly. like we, know, we know that the server is not going to think that they're there. It's going to think that you're here. It's either going to have to say, like, no, your bullets don't count. Yeah. Which sucks. Or it's going to have to say, yes, they do count, A- which sucks for the other for the person. Other guy. Or they have to, or they say, sure, it always counts. Yep. Exactly. Or they say, which which always which will always reward the person shooting. Yeah. And moving. um, Or maybe there's some like wiggle room where it's like as long as you're within three feet or yeah. something, then they will respect what you saw. Because otherwise, see, the thing is, is that like if if I was implementing, I'm not saying this is how they do it. I'm just saying, like, for the sake of argument, yeah. if I did not care about the truth of the situation, yeah. but I just wanted things to seem the least broken, the least broken total for everybody, yeah. it's make it fucking totally client authoritative. You'll die behind a wall and people will say desync, but then the other person is doing the killing will be like, yeah, I fucking own them. They won't realize yeah. it, right? Yeah. But if you lay into somebody and you see blood and you headshot, 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 headshot. Oh, God. Oh, I no. think just, oh, good. OBS is probably gonna crash am i frozen I, you're oh, frozen on God. discord yeah 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 well that just I, I don't know what what the people who are watching on youtube are gonna see <laughs> probably just like <laughs> it's I don't, snap to this but yeah uh did, did we end up including the bits about last week when we did the two ad reads and how both times it, like, crashed? I'm sure we talked about that. That must have made it in, right? I think part of it did. I cut out, like, all the stuff where it was weird, but I think part of it yeah. did. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't OBS had... OBS crashing. I haven't had OBS crash and my internet die a single time since the last podcast we did. Um, I'm, I have... <laughs> made some friends with some uh, infosec folks over the years, and uh, I'm gonna have them fucking take a look at this. Might be need.
1: I might need to call them up. Yeah. Yikes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sus. Yeah. I. I actually just recently had to deal with them as of uh, yesterday. Did you see the whole saga on Twitter? I know this isn't Tarkov, but it's topical. No. Um. I tweeted like just you, you didn't see the warning I tweeted um so I said warning all my streamer/youtuber friends and um I I oh, added Oh yeah yeah yeah. I added this dude f f l Scotty s-k-o-t-t-y I don't know. Yeah. He's a fucking scumbag. Um I said him and presumably others are posing as representatives for companies that want to sponsor YouTube videos and streams and in a nutshell they send you malware hidden in quote-unquote contracts um don't open Uh, apparently this is what hit lioness tech tips yeah um i i i only i know nothing about what happened other than people have been saying that's what happened to ltt that's what happened but um but yeah i actually finished a a contacts comparison video Mm -hmm. recently and was like waiting to finish it because i was in talks with this guy you know, he's like, "Oh, I'll pay you, you know, x amount of dollars for a thirty-five second fucking ad read in your video." For like, uh, have you heard of the company TrueLancer? It, it's like freelance oh, services, yeah, kind of yeah, similar yeah. to Fiverr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he, you know, and and his Twitter, he had like twelve hundred followers. Um, his Twitter, you know, had like website information and you know whatever, and it's like as legitimate as somebody can yeah. look. Um, he sent me a Google Drive link. Uh, and I, and I, you know, I, I downloaded it and then, well, actually, no, I went to go click on it and it was, it was a dead link. Um, and I'm like, oh, it's, there's nothing there. So then he like was like, oh, uh, I updated it. Go, go take a look here. And it was password protected. And already like the number of steps that I had to go through and all this stuff, I'm like, hmm. Um, but then when he responded back with the updated link, like 10 hours later, and I was like in bed on my laptop, on my Mac, I got, I finally got a new MacBook um and uh i mean Macs just don't have the same yeah yeah virus worries and stuff like that so i ended up uh opening up the fucking rar file after downloading it and i see um there's two files there's a video which was like a the true lancer yeah. you know the, the b-roll or put whatever in, yeah you would put for in the ad and then the other thing i saw was <laughs> contract contract agreement for youtube partners dot pdf dot scr and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then I see size 1.42 gigabytes. Yo, that's a big PDF. That's huh? a
1: large PDF. Um,
2: Yeah, so so we had that. Um, so I already was like, I instantly responded back because the guy was like, oh, he kept saying to let me know when you open it. Not let oh, me know when you sign the contract. Geez. Let me know when you open it. Like like rock hard for fucking let me know. Oh, oh I can't wait for you to open God, the contract. Bro. You fucking idiot. Such a clown. So I, I just responded back to. What did I fuck? What did I say? I'm, I was like, really, bro? And I was like, do people actually fall for this shit? Or was I the first one you've tried? And he was like, strangely enough, people do. Smiley face. And I was like, wow, you're a fucking asshole, dude. You're a clown. And he's like, why didn't you open the file? And I said, why didn't you do something meaningful with your life instead of preying on people? <laughs> and of course, I reported him, but he's still, he literally still has, he's got the blue check mark. He paid for Twitter, you know, whatever. Um, I reported I him. he did. And he, his account's still there. It still says True Lancer. He's still got the website. I emailed True Lancer and was like, this guy's trying to scam people. Um, but what ended up happening was uh, a a uh, an associate of mine, um, yeah, will remain will remain anonymous. He uh, he went through and did the whole fucking analysis, opened it up in like a VM, you know, did the yeah. whole thing. Um, and I have like a full fucking report. So all of those gigabytes is literally it's literally just garbage data appended onto the end of of a small file um, to fill it up. Presumably because, like, Google Drive and other pieces of software, they don't virus or malware scan above a certain file oh. size. Oh. Um, I think that's also why they password protect it, too, and, like, throw it in a fucking RAR. Um, but then... What uh, the hell, dude? Yeah. And then, let me look. He said... Uh, Basically, what, what it does is it's a credential harvester, and it steals your, like, crypto wallets, and it, like, connects to, like, Telegram channels and a bunch of, like, specific IP addresses and harvests a bunch of information. All of your session data on your browsers. Yep. It grabs all of that. It fucking owns you um, and uh, and sends it all off to wherever. Now, now I don't think it was targeted um, because there were other people who responded, like, other even smaller YouTubers and Twitch streamers who sent pictures of that guy in their DMs being like, yo, you want to do fucking sponsored whatever? Um, (sighs) Dude. Yeah, so I'm going to have to talk to him and or some other folks I know to see if we can't figure out what the fuck is going on. Bro, that
1: (sighs) is awful. Freaking, why do people have to suck so hard?
2: Oh, and it makes it even worse that OBS has like this. I'm pretty sure it's an OBS bug, which were like when there's some sort of connection issue, it it crashes. Yeah. And then when when you restart it, there's no audio. Ugh. so Ugh. <clears throat> oh, I'll get to, I'll get to the bottom of it. Yeah, that's insane. Anyway, so enough of that. Back to. I mean, yeah. So if I you were talking about Tarki. Just
1: desync, and, and we were just talking about that. And yeah, that I don't know that like it's, it's impossible to tell what the hell actually was supposed to happen when <laughs> anything like that happens. But yeah, Tarki in general, it's been like, <clears throat> it's been weird, man. Obviously, I know, and there's two types of people that listen to the podcast people that know and understand where we are with Tarkov and enjoy it because it's cathartic, and people who are like, oh my God, you guys just want to complain. There's nothing new, right? We've talked about everything. It's just like it's Imagine
2: been, listening to a podcast that you hate listening I, yeah, to. Yeah. Imagine That's like literally, signing up to listen to a two and a half hour thing that you know you hate. Yeah, see the difference is is that like people are like, why do you fucking play the game and do a podcast when you complain? It's like, well, there's a number of reasons that we don't have to explain why. Yeah. But let's just say it's just money. I mean, I'm doing something that I don't want to do for money. You're doing something you don't want to do for no money (laughs) (laughs) who's who's more unreasonable exactly who's more unreasonable yo but all the positive people we appreciate you for real it's
1: overwhelmingly positive you know what i mean my favorite is when it's like streamers don't criticize the game it's like let me introduce you to the podcast criticism of the game two hours a week you know what i mean anyways um But yeah, so Targum's been more of the same. It's been like, so I know this is going to make you, like, not, like like, because we've talked about it before. I feel like my survival rate is going down, like, steadily. Like, it hit a point where it was, like, in the low 70s, and it's just been, like, for probably a month now, steadily going down. I feel like I'm dying... Like the fact that my survival rate right now is 61% blows me away. Cause if, cause if I had to guess, I, I imagine I die more than half of my raids. Like it feels that way. But I'm making money like hand over fist. Like I went from like 24 million to like 37 million in the past two weeks. And we were kind of dissecting how like bad that feels. Like it doesn't even. If you're newer to the game, money going up is an addicting dopamine hit, right? Like more money, more gear, more be- better ammo and stuff like that. But like six thousand hours into the game, like I, f- I like I feel like I'm losing all the time, and that the fights aren't fun or meaningful, and I'm making a bunch of money. It just it starts to have me question like, why? Like, what is this money for? Like, I don't like you know what I mean. It's been like a weird, and I know like we've said before. A lot of it is because I play with the duo, and I get a bunch of stuff back in insurance and stuff like that. And you know, it's a lot easier to win fights when you've got somebody. When I get hurt, I can fall back. But it's just been—it's so weird that like as my survival rate goes down, my money goes up, and it's just like it just—it's just this weird, like I don't know. It just feels weird. You know what I mean? I don't know. Do you
2: think? Do you think it's?
1: I guess why why is that is it I think it's a combination of like the way I loot I prioritize gear over valuables so where I'm at right now in my wipe so like early wipe every time I die I have to buy a lot of stuff where I'm at now with my wipe is every time I die I don't have to buy anything like I don't have to buy anything I have armors Helmets, guns, pistol grips, magazines, ammo, comtacs, meds. I don't have to buy anything. So and if I don't have to buy anything and let's say like 45% of the time when I die, I get most of that gear back in insurance. Then every time I win, it's just straight profit, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm playing basically exclusively streets. I don't even have any of the good street skis, by the way. And it's just like the loot on streets is insane. So it's just like,
2: dude, it's it's the complete opposite for me. Every yeah. raid, if I survive a raid, I have to repair my armor, which yeah. is either wicked expensive or it's a huge chunk of the seven hundred thousand ruble armor repair kit. Yeah. Um, and then I have to buy another Salewa. Another Propotol. Yeah. Another three stims because I did, you know, use the hundred, the yeah. 200,000 stim cocktail because if I survive, then that means I'm full of loot yeah. and I'm alone. So I have to use the stims to get out in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To avoid like player scavs, stream sniping or whatever. For sure. Um, So it's like if I take out a bunch of junk. Yeah. A gun. <clears throat> and maybe a rig that is probably even's out in value for the repair cost and what you get. <coughs> yeah. And then I spend 20 220 240 if I need to buy like another fucking like even just the um the three-use tourniquet and like oh, yeah, uh, the, a splint. That's another 20 or 30 grand. Yeah. Um I mean, it's a quarter of a million rubles. Yeah. per raid yep. if I survive. Yeah. Because what I have in my thick item case is a bunch of armors Yeah. that I don't want. I'm not going to wear slick. I'm not going to wear... Yeah. And I'm not going to wear, like, altons and wrist tees because I hate not hearing and seeing fucking anything. Yeah. Um, I don't like it for the stream, and I also... I'll just get blasted with a KS anyway I, in the yeah. fucking legs. Um, and then in my my weapon case, just has a bunch of thermals that I'm holding for the thermal quests i'll never get to yeah and otherwise it's it there's no guns in it because i you know and yeah and and, go ahead you know if i I go on shoreline and i survive Uh, like three or four raids in a row if i find dead shoreline raids because it's like early in the morning on a a Tuesday well then i end up with like 10 salewas and like some stems but then in 10 runs they're gone yeah and i'm back to buying them again yeah 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 yeah, I think it's like I definitely don't say that my
1: experience is the normal experience, you know, just to get ahead of the the comments of like, oh, Jesse's complaining. He has so much money. I'm not complaining that I have money at all. It's you know what I mean? But it's just it's just been weird. Like I feel like it's it's a culmination of how I play for the first three months of a wipe. Like we hit this point like around the three month mark where I'm I'm set for the rest of the wipe because I don't loot for money. Like in early wipe all of the people i play with all of my like regular duos early wipe always have more money than me because like when they find things or valuables like they sell and they always have a ton more money ton more flea market rep than i do but then like there's this p- tipping point where like i get to a point in the wipe and it's never like a conscious point but i just get to a point where like i'm set i could die 75 raids in a row and not have to buy anything within traders except maybe a few magazines like i'm cruising because like because all wipe, you know what I mean? It's like a little bit here, a little bit there. But from day one of the wipe, I prioritize full IFAX over, you know what I mean? Like this, you know, growl foregrip that's worth more on the flea. Because I want to fill my med case with meds. Like right now, I have a propitol med case that's full with propitol to the brim. Full with propitol. And I and I craft more. So, you know, so it's like, so in the beginning, I'm cash poor because I'm, I'm, I'm such a hoarder. I hoard all the loot. And then I get to this breaking point where between surviving enough of my raids and getting enough back from insurance, it's like uh like I'm almost I'm almost just pulling out of interest. You know what I mean? Like the 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 everything stays the same and I have to pull a little out of interest. And then I make a bunch of money um passively off like crafting things. Like I, I permanent like if you run streets, you will never need another sugar in your life. Like I've just, there's sugars everywhere. So I craft uh, moonshines. Like, you know what I mean? I use the water filter and I craft the super waters. And then I always have the sugar. I craft moonshines. Um, I almost have a fridge full of moonshines right now. And it's like, when it gets full, I don't really care what to do with them. So I'm going to sell them all for 270,000 rubles and
2: make 8 million just like right there off Moonshine. Your your fridge, you have more than I have in like all my cases.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like so, so, and then I'm crafting propitol nonstop. So if I wanted to sell a bunch of those for money, I could. Um, So it's like everything stays the same as far as like gear. And then it's like if I have a day of really good raids, especially on streets, you're finding Veritas picks and GP coins and lions and cats and it's like You, you know, you do good and you have a a few good raids, but on a bad day
2: where I die a lot, my ruble count generally stays exactly the same. And so I and that's where I'm at. It's like I'm basically like always I'm never making any progress. Um, If I'm losing a ton of money, it's like I'm trading a million rubles for a junk box full of shit. To then sell it yeah. all to get a million and rubles, then you, to then buy a bunch yeah. of gear, to then use it to fill up my junk box, to then die a bunch, yeah. to then sell it all. It's and once again, I'm not complaining. I love the way
1: I play. I always prefer. I have this. I have. I have to have this conversation a hundred times a day, where people are like, "Why didn't you? Why, why are you taking that armor? Like, why are you taking this? Why are you well, like drop drop that gun?" The amount of times, like, I have this, like, I have this, like personal moral thing where like unless it's absolutely necessary i'll never fraud my own gun because at like like i'll have like a little M- an mp7 right and i'll leave behind a juice cannon because i can't fit it in my bag and chat will be like fraud your gun and i'll be like no this gun killed these guys this is my gun i don't leave this behind like it's just like a little game i play with myself yeah, where i'm yeah. like and i have to have this company people are like They Like, dude, YouTube comments, TikTok comments, people are always mauling about how I loot. But I just like it. I like the concept of, like, I loot what I want to use, not what I want to sell. And it, like, takes a really— People assume that you're as much of an idiot as they are. Yeah, yeah. And so that takes a really long time to build to a point where then I start making just, like, profit hand over fist because my stash is out of space. And then I finally start selling guns and armor because it all just sits up at the top. And so it's like I'm definitely not complaining. I love playing Tarkov that way. I was just saying it was like kind of an interesting tidbit on like on like what are we what are we doing? Like why do we why do we play the game? And once again, I know if you're if you're new to the game, like I I'm if you're new to the game and you don't understand how we are wondering like what's the point? What's the point? Why keep playing the game? That's fine. Like I want you to enjoy that honeymoon period, you know what I mean? But like I kind of put this down later of like I've been getting the question a lot recently, like 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 what what happens when the game has no wipes? Which obviously is like, A, we don't know if that'll ever happen. B, if it does happen, it's so far from now that so many other things could happen in the game between now and then that answer the question for us before we get to that point. So it's kind of like, I don't really in, engage with that question a lot, but it was just like, I I think what happened was, we stumbled into such a good analogy last week on the podcast, and I've been ruminating on it. It's been living in my brain nonstop. This, this concept of like, when you want endgame, you know, when you want like, which endgame could c- could almost be used to describe the player has completed the main objectives, but we'd like the passionate players to basically play in perpetuity. How do yeah. we maximize playtime with minimal dev effort? Feels like a general way to explain endgame. It doesn't mean there needs to be a raid. That was just how World of Warcraft created endgame. They would create these raids. Yeah. And so, and so last week we talked about how, like, when you when the player has arrived at whatever it is, let's say max traders for Tarkov, because Kappa is very unobtainable for the average player. But like, let's say max traders, they've done all that the game really wants them to do. Like we talked last week about like, there's two ways to go. You either make something easily accessible and infinitely repeatable in search for a thing that's very rare, or you make something like, or you give the player the tool to build their own experience over and over and over and over and over over again. And that experience is is it, you know, so you either go Daisy, like Rust. Daisy or like Diablo. Rust, or you go Diablo, wow, right? Yeah. And me and Velian were talking about, like, I was brought back to that analogy. We were talking about keys. He uh, he was doing kind of like a video. He bought the Mark key on streets, and so he was going to do 10 uses of the Mark key. How much did I pay for it? You know, was it worth it? You know what I mean? And it was like, and then Ann Munition was watching us play, and she even tweeted. She didn't even know that he was doing that, but she ended up tweeting out, she was like, Man, why is it that when we open a marked room, we get like a P90 and an ammo case? Like, this is like, these are like the rarest, you know, the best you can get is an ammo case. Normally, you just get a P90 and some regular ammo. People are opening the dorms marked room to completely nothing, like not even Keter ammo, like completely nothing. And me and Valiant, I ended up back at that analogy where I was like, We exist, the, the marked keys, the, the high value keys exist uh or the marked key specifically it exists completely in the middle which is what makes them feel very bad if and i told this to valiant and he like blew his mind and he was like yes i was like if the marked key had one use or two uses when you found it but the key was rare very rare and it was a guarantee like omega juice like weapons case that might even be full of weapons Dude, I would go in with a five-man, and I would yeah. have
2: them, you fucking clear west side, you clear east side, yeah. everybody hunker down.
1: Imagine it loot so juice, you could actually, enough juice to, like, split with a squad. Like, I found the key. If you guys come with me, I'm going to give you some loot. That would be fun, and it wouldn't break the economy too much, because the key, like, the rarity of the key would make up for it, right? So it's not like everybody's doing this all the time, and if you can't flee the key. Let, let me finish the thought real quick. Or you go the other way where the marked key has 200 uses and they're easy to obtain. But the chance of finding rare loot in there is very low. It's what, like, let's say let's say the marked key is the only place in Tarkov you can find a weapons case. Yeah. That's how WoW does it. This raid is the only place in the game you can find this
2: armor. And it's one out of a hundred
1: Do raids. it a thousand times and you might find it. Yeah. Either of those reality realities are fun, more fun than we have now for keys, cuz you either get the key and then the fun is the farm. I'm not, I'm not saying by the way, I'm not saying every I'm not saying the Venn diagram of every Tarkov player would find both of those things fun. I'm saying Compared to what we have, that's objectively better game design because there's a large group of people that do find fun in the grind, in the farm, right? I'm going to farm this, and I'm going to hope for the goaded spawn. I'm going to hope for the weapons case full of loot, but it's going to happen very rare. But the key needs to be accessible if that's the case. Or the key should be rare. You can't buy it off the flea. It's only one use, but it's not so in the but so loot. Yeah, what we have is an expensive rare key with 10 uses and you could legitimately go all 10 of those uses and not find anything and just find like a mutant is the I best thing. I got an thing. injector
2: case is the one or, thing I found in 10 uses.
1: Or you could find three of those. The first yep. the first key Villian used, he found three injector cases, two docs cases, a dog tag case and an ammo case in the 10 uses. But the second one, the one he did for the video, he found a ammo case. That was it. Other than like guns, which are often bad guns. You know what I mean? Like, so we were, so I was like, I was brought back to that analogy of like the Tarkov kind of exists in the middle where when you, when you arrive at level 42 or at Kappa or at 15, whatever your goal is, the game doesn't really provide you infinitely farmable content that's fun, which the, what the example we were using last week was the bosses. If the bosses were easier... It'd be more fun to farm, and if they had like, you know, if it, like all the bosses can spawn a red key card, it's really rare. But nobody, like, nobody. This is actually a great example. Nobody farms Killa or, or like Sturman for a red key card. They just farm the shoreline spot because why deal with the shitty boss AI
2: if it's if it spawns when on shoreline? When three red key cards, exactly, spawns and and you don't have to. So, like, if Sturman
1: was not easy, but not impossible, and he spawned more, you might farm Sturman for the red key card, you know what I mean? So, it's like, so, but but the the point is, is that you get to a place in Tarkov, and Tarkov doesn't provide you an accessible thing to farm for high-level loot, and it doesn't provide you a rare thing to do for high-level loot. It just says, go to streets make bank off of moonshines and sugars and gold skulls and then buy everything that you want. Yep. And, and that is the, that's the, like, that's the rub. That's the difference between, you know, like I'm trying to think of an example. I don't know. That's like the difference between like earning a first place championship in your race it's a difference a it's it's the difference between earning your first place championship in this track and field race or buying a 30 minute head start. Yeah. You're like I won with my money. That doesn't feel as good. And the game doesn't really do that. And then, and we talked about that last week. And I have just been ruminating on that. And then I even we I was like, man, we could apply the same exact logic to keys, where like it it arrives at a fork in the road and decides to plow through the middle and not go either direction. And what's crazy about Tarkov is that there's so many locked rooms. The game could valuably do both, where you could have ten rooms that have keys with like. 200 uses or 300 uses and you could have 10 rooms across all the maps that all have super rare keys with one use and then the player could actually vacillate between the two you could be farming this room and then find this nutty key and be like okay guys we got to get the squad and because both of them are balanced between like the rarity of the key and the rarity of the loot in the common key it wouldn't even necessarily break the economy and I don't care about the economy because the economy's already broken. Like, people talk about, like, whenever we throw out ideas, people are like, well, yeah, but then it would break the economy. Sheaf, I love Sheaf, by the way. Like, I love this man. This isn't a diss on him. He just did a 24-hour stream. He made 116 million rubles in 24 hours. All he did was play streets. 116 million rubles in 24 hours. But don't don't do anything for the casuals that could break the economy. It's like... it's, it's like you can be as rich as you want in this game, just freaking scav streets, PMC streets,
2: profit. Yeah. And, like, and <laughs> and presumably he probably plays on the, the deadest raids, he, the deadest servers that he can, because that's just like no shade, but that's just the streamer meta. Yeah. That's the streamer. The, all the streamers that want to f- maximize their money, I promise you, they play on strategically the deadest servers that they can. Yeah. I so, don't know. so no. One one of the things I wanted to say that I think is is meaningful, um, is you know, like the, the whole idea that when when people are when you die to whatever and people are like, "Yo, dog," like check your corners. Yeah, and it's like Tarkov trains us to basically say we can't check everything. We might as well not check anything. There's no point in actually being careful because being careful doesn't even necessarily like benefit you all this other stuff. If there was, if there's the raid where you know, you're going to go to the marked room, you've got the one key and you know that like minimum is a, is a weapon case. You know, I'm going to get a five man. All of us are going to be wearing level five and six armor. With the meta shit. It, that's when maximizing your survival yes. chances. I'm gonna make sure I have all the meds. I'm yes. gonna have way more ammo than I need. Yes. You know, like all of, I'm gonna check. Literally, I'm going to clear every, every room. Every corner, yep. You know, these days, if I have a marked key, even though, even as expensive as it is and as rare as it is, if I go to the marked room, I will walk up to the door, turn right, and unlock it, even though... There's two rooms. Anybody <laughs> could be in the bathroom, just chill in there, and back in the day, that used to be a thing that would be yeah, regular. It. But it's like, the chances of that happening, and there being something good in marked room where that matters is so fucking small yep. that I'm just, like, lazy. The game has tra- uh, trained me not to fucking care. Yep. So... When... When, like, it's not... Because in terms of value, every raid is like a seven or eight out of ten J- average yeah you know if you just fill your bag up yeah. with the th- whatever shit you find yeah going from one side of the map to the other even if it's junk yeah from toolboxes you will have like more money than any of us had in fucking oh eight, yeah ever in the entire white you remember when you 10 know, million like,
1: rubles was like rich
2: rich oh, like you had 10 million two, rubles 2, two million was, was like, way more than you ever needed falling. because there was no flea market yeah and gen 4s were 100,000 rubles well gen 4 wasn't in the game at that point well, yeah, but yeah. like scavs spawned normal scavs you would you were almost guaranteed to get a ford armor off of a, from yeah. a factory run if you just waited until like the last couple waves of scavs yeah yeah, yeah. um it was just fast mt's meta m4s ford armors and night vision—the yeah. only night vision in the game, right—and then like that was it, uh, and then like Bitcoin. So yeah, I mean that would give that would give you a, a reason to care. Now the 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 downside is again like you know people say oh well people would camp it whatever. Well that's why you'd go in yeah. with a squad and you would clear everything. You would ha- I would have somebody on the front door holding it, somebody on the side door, somebody yeah. on the other side door, someone on that second floor don't want anybody to be able to creep up don't want anybody to ninja that shit i'm gonna make sure i have cash i'm yeah. gonna if i spawn in and we run over and the car isn't there reset reset i'm gonna make sure that i can take the yeah. car exfil you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah. like you're gonna make sure all the stars align and it's gonna actually be like meaningful and important and you're gonna care yeah exactly and like
1: and that's just like such a weird like that would that's such a weird reason to like not want to do that idea it's like well people are gonna camp the rooms it's like You're the same guy that says, check my corners when I die. Like what I'll just like, now I have a reason to check the corners. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's not like an extract, like a marked room. You can clear third story of dorms and then be like, no one's here. Like you can clear that. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, freaking path to lighthouse where the dude could be anywhere and there's more angles than to check. Yeah. Where you're just like, okay, I'm just going to die. You know what I mean? If somebody's camping it. So, and then the other part is if there was only, if there was 10, If there were 10 of these rooms across the 10 or 11 maps, you know what I mean? It was just like, like, and the keys were sufficiently rare. It's like, when does, is somebody, does somebody have the key? Like the thing about marked room right now is like, or the thing about marked room five wipes ago when people used to camp it, it was because everybody had a marked key, right? And it was just, who's the first to get there? So you could efficiently camp it. That's why camping on interchange is a problem. Everyone has railway or freaking yeah. the train yard, you know, or the or Emercom, you know what I mean? So you can guarantee people are going to be there. Which my fix for the camping on interchange has always been add more extracts. And the fix for camping the marked key is if not everybody has the marked key and there's more than one of these rooms across the map, well, then yeah, you could camp it, but the effectiveness of camping it would be so much less. That it, yep. I, I think it would just end up being another risk you would calculate. Okay, let me check this. Especially <laughs> if you died and the key is still in your butt, you, you know what I mean. Then you're chill. Like,
2: yeah. And see, like that's the thing people have to realize is they think that yeah, but we'll have some bad thing yeah as a result. That is going to be a the truth no matter what for anything. The yeah. moment you make something good enough that you're gonna want it. Someone else is gonna want exactly, it too, exactly, and that's the nature of the game. Is that people? It's either going to be cheaters, yeah. or campers, or exploiters, or squads, or whatever yeah. that that are going to want to min max yeah. the thing. And that's part of that is the game design's job, yeah, to address that as well as the player's job within their control. Hopefully, yes, you know, uh, hopefully driven by the game design. To be able to deal with that, you know? Yes. And that,
1: like, that's what makes Tarkov hardcore. Not like you know what I mean? Like that the this concept of like something is there for the taking. You might get to it first, but I can still take it from you. Not like that's the the core of what makes tarkov hardcore not all of the you know like the the absolute bullshit anecdotal nonsense we have to deal with you know what it, what makes tarkov hardcore isn't that this scope is automatically zeroed to this gun and you should know the differences or the, the ai is supposed to one tap you from 600 meters away no those things are are that's a joke those things are jokes what makes tarkov hardcore is this it's the It's the reality that like you want something is valuable and anybody can take it. And if you want it, you got to be the best. You got to either get there first and get out before anyone can see you or you got to you got to take it. That's what makes Tarkov hardcore. That's what makes Tarkov fun. Not all this other stuff. So like so, yeah. So every excuse you can think of. Yeah. But if the if the kid rooms had good looting then the cheaters would vacuum it up. It's like, what What do you want then? Like, what, where do you take that logic? Should everything in the game be one ruble and we should all have max traders? Because th- that, would, that would be a guaranteed way. You want to get rid of cheating in Tarkov by that logic? Every player has a billion rubles when they start their account. Everything from the traders is free and we're all max level. Well, why would you RMT? You mean it, it's
2: like Call of Duty loadouts. Why would you point. RMT?
1: So, like, where's the yeah. logical conclusion there? You know what I mean? Like, we should make cool stuff for the game. And then the game developers, and they, they they should be able equipped to deal with the, the the other things. But it's like, oh my god, like I hate there that is so no, much. Like, oh,
2: but there, there is, is no cheater. logical. It- there's no logical conclusion because what happens is, you say, "I want to make the stuff expensive in the marked room." the The reason that they have is, yo, I'm gonna camp that room then. Yeah, and then they go. People are going to camp that room yeah. there. <laughs> you know that they are instantly like, oh, my God. Well, then, I mean, yeah. I'm going to like now I'm incentivized to do it. Oh, oh wait, sorry. Uh, but that's going to be a people. problem for all of the rats. Definitely not me. Yeah, You know, like, but like the way that you make the game better and the way that you make it more hardcore is, you know, people say that, you know, you need to be able to do these like four meta s- stupid Exploitive, yeah. whatever, where it's like, oh, well, you need to do the quick, super fast jiggle peek thing if you want to be able to check your corners. It, it, like the unintentional mechanic that's yeah. a bug, right? Where it's like, well, no. What I would advocate is blind fire grenades because you yeah. clear the room out, you go over, and then imagine you're in the second room. You want to clear the the bathroom, you go, yep. A stunt, a flash grenade in the room, yep. but instead you have to stand in the hallway, you have to go chink the person standing in there, they're already going to push you, you're fucked if they push you, and then it's like super awkward and hard yep. to line up where the grenade is going to go, because it's totally ambiguous, I know there's no crosshair, I'm not saying there should be a crosshair, no, yeah. but like, but like, let me put it to you this way, given how atrocious like, the nade physics is, is and and how little control you have over like throwing nades and stuff if there was a little dotted line that was like 10 percent opacity that would show you where the grenade was gonna go if you were just standing still and you let go of mouse one yeah honestly i don't care if anybody thinks that that's not hardcore i want that because now you won't have people necessarily spamming nades all over the place a lot of the reason why people spam nades is because they have no control yeah, they're just like one yeah. of these is gonna roll and maybe hit right um 100
1: like, says somebody comments on this video and goes timestamps that they're they're gonna have paused it and not listen to what i'm saying right now and say all you have to do is see when he has his other hand up it's between the index finger and the middle finger if you hit it up and you put it at a 45 degree arc that's exactly where it's gonna go Swear to God, wait for it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pin the comment when I find it.
2: (laughs) No, um, what you gotta do is you gotta drop an item on the ground at your feet so that your little white dot, looting dot, comes up and (laughs) that's in the center, and that's what gives you the. I've never thought of that. I just, I just invented that in my head right now. Um, that's gonna be the new, the new meta, I I guess. Um,
1: That's so genius.
2: Yeah, dude, like yo. It, it just occurred to me. I remember people like, "How the fuck do you have? How do you have a crosshair, dude?" Yo. And for the longest time, I'm like, "What do you mean?" Didn't realize they were talking about like the uh, the high perception Bro, dot. That's so. Um, epic. But then uh, imagine this. Imagine if you could, you know, those white flares that have no use. Yes. Imagine you're on the ramp outside of Emmercom exit. You chuck a flare, a fucking strafe run lays a carpeted line of smoke oh yo well now you can fucking bolt yeah and have visual cover yep yep and the only reason why like people would say "Oh, use a smoke grenade how are you going to line up 27 smoke grenades perfectly aligned like yeah 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 especially when they're probably still client side yeah. you have no control over where mm-hmm. they land you know what i mean like I'm not even saying that these are the ideas, but yeah, it's yeah. ideas like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are what makes it like if you want me to value my life, yeah. give me tools to be yeah. able to do something. Other because there's no way you can avoid exit camping when there is an infinite number of angles. They could be behind any tree with a scope. You wouldn't be able to see them if they're crouched down behind a tree yeah. just holding that one thing. Yeah. Sitting behind the tents, you can't clear the tents. You clear the tents, your back is to 97 other angles. You just have to luck out and yeah. hope that if there is an exit camper, that they fucking potato. Yep. So give us the tools or give us the extracts or give us, you know, like whatever. Oh, bro.
1: You just have to freaking run a Fleer or a Reap every <laughs> Bro, yeah, he yeah. just unlocked the code. That's yeah, it. Dude. That's it. Oh, hell yeah, dude.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. If you're I not I'm running sure a reap it, every raid, dude, you're not investing in yourself. I'm I'm sure that the uh, the fact that I'm going to survive 30 percent of my raids with the reap and you know yeah. is gonna is going to account for the fucking price difference. Yeah, that guy's not other... died with a reap ever. He only lives. <clears throat> One quick thing I wanted to say on the topic that you were talking about earlier, <laughs> making money, is I, I actually like I don't really think that your looting style really makes a huge difference like you're talking about min maxing like it's either you have all the stuff that you would otherwise need to sell shit to buy or you it's, have it's, it's got to be rubles, pretty close the what to me is more significant is again think about conceptually if there's 10 people in a raid yeah if you're solo you have nine enemies <clears throat> if yeah. you kill one you now have eight people potential enemies while you're vulnerable looting yeah and between you and the extract yeah imagine you're a duo if you kill one person first of all i don't know i mean you're not twice as likely or whatever i don't know what the numbers are right but like it's it's not super far off from twice as likely to kill that person when you have two people And or half as likely to die, right? Because it's like if they can only shoot one person, it might be you, it might be the other person, right? So rather than have nine, sorry, eight um, enemies, sorry, nine enemies, you have eight. And then when you kill that person, you're more likely to kill them and survive the fight. And now there's seven instead of eight people that are potential enemies yeah. and you have someone to watch your back. Yeah, you're and less to listen, when
1: you're looting. So you're less yeah.
2: vulnerable and someone to watch your back and another set of eyes and ears while you are moving through the, For sure, it's it's like yeah. one extra person on your squad that has to be so infinitely more valuable. Yeah. That right there is obviously I can't say that, that that's like, there's no way to quantify no. and, and as much as people would want, like dick measuring contest between streamers or whatever like who knows how good anybody is yeah. you know whatever but like i think that that has to be a non-zero amount of the difference between my 30 percent survival rate and your 60 percent survival rate. Sure. it has to be having just another person there with for you sure. which is for sure the potential between breaking even yeah. and then suddenly profiting and when you profit you get better st- it, then it snowballs yeah you know what i mean yeah um yeah, I would like, I would bet my
1: life that you, like, you're better than me at the game. I suck, dude. I suck at aiming. I suck at everything. Like, I just, yeah, I just have played enough to be able to hang, and I play with homies. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that, that's, that the duo thing is single-handedly representing the entire difference between my 60% and 35 million and yours. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure there are other factors, but but especially when you consider, like, those factors growing and growing and growing over three months, right? Like three months, you know, here we are three months in the wipe. I have almost a thousand raids. You know what I mean? If if I make a little bit more money each raid and I have a little bit more survivability each raid, over a thousand raids, you know what I mean? That really adds up to, to really significant stuff. And there's a lot more layers to that onion too, where like if I die as a duo and my duo dies, there's a non-zero amount of times that, when that fight ended, if we were fighting a squad, we killed most of the squad. Now that guy has most likely going to ditch their friend's loot and maybe die doing that. They might not remember where they killed me, or even if they ditch their friends' loot and survive, they have they can
2: probably not take both of our full kits if it's a one and person that won. Because there's two people yeah. and then the two people you guys killed so now the guy that wins has five people to choose yeah. from so you're ha- you have, you're have less likely to so have your shit taken. Even
1: without my buddy dropping the insurance there's a non-zero amount of raids where I get some of that insurance back. Those are the raids where I get a gun back with all the attachments stripped off. If it was just like a 1v1 and he killed me he would take the gun. But if he killed me and yeah. Velian and we killed his teammate he's probably going to try and in max. I'm getting more value. So like all of that stuff extrapolated over a thousand raids like it's no, yeah, you won't hear me say it's because of my skill that I have that yeah. money like it definitely that plays a part in it, and it's why the game is like is bearable, you know what I mean like i've I've had those days where like I've had those days where like you're just like I'm just on big head mode where like first bullet out of anyone's gun, I'm the guy that goes down, no matter what, and I've had those days while seal is having like his s tier. He's crushing. I die, he wipes a four-man. I die, he wipes a three-man. I die. And those are yeah. the nights where, like, I died 70% of my raids, and I used the same kit the whole time because he just kept bringing it back. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's like, they're like, those are like, I died, but it was it didn't matter. It was nothing. And that's like 300,000 rubles per, per raid. Per time that happens.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because there's all the ammo and the meds and all that stuff—the stuff that you don't get back in insurance. Yeah, that you then don't have to buy for the next raid. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, and and honestly, I wish I could play with duos more. But here's the thing: because I'm multi, dude. Yesterday I was playing Hearthstone while playing chess, like <laughs> like bullet like bullet chess. Damn. While like listening to music and talking to chat, for like sure. when. When there's another person, for some reason, that is so... Like, one person is worth ten things. It it takes up so much of my mental power because... I get that, yeah. Especially because I'm just... I'm still, like... It's not natural for me to have... I don't have the mute button set up for Discord because I don't do it very often. I just... So, I'm always, like, having to worry about that plus worrying about... I've got my music playing and then if I die... Whenever I hate going into, like, scav runs. That's another thing, too. When you die, you do scav runs, which is, like, I never do scav runs. Oh, yeah. So that right there is I die, I'm instantly back in a PMC raid, and I die, and I'm instantly back in a PMC raid, and I die. That's a really good point
1: because you're not incentivized. There's no reason to do a scav run for you other than, like, I want money. But my reason is, like, he might be bringing my gear out, so why gear up again? I might as well hit a scav run, and then how many of those scav runs do I walk out with a million rubles worth of random garbage you know what i mean like, yeah that's a, yeah. that's another so, aspect of that for
2: sure yeah i i just wish i liked it more and i'm sure people the only reason why i'm saying this is because i know that folks are going to be like well why yeah, why don't just you just do, do more, do more? Yeah. and it's like honestly it's just so stressful and overwhelming yeah sometimes what because it, i can't engage with chat and also respond to like alerts and also play the game and also have music on all the time yeah. and also bro so attentive to my teammate yeah. and it's like sometimes I do one.
1: when it's raining in tarkov and an airdrop comes through and my duo was talking and a tts thing i'm like <laughs> dude i'm fried i'm fried i can't do it like when it's raining in tarkov i'm just mad because i'm i'm trying i'm having to like listen and discern for footsteps this is like a streamer privilege problem listen and discern for footsteps through the sizzling bacon of the rain and listening to my d- to duo or formulating a thought in response to a chat message and I just like yeah, I'm about dude my fuse is so much shorter when it rains all day anyways I'll say this too so that you don't have to so people aren't like just like oh like um oh my god it just completely left me hold on what were you, what were you saying just before then? No. I had something so good to say. You were talking. Ro- to, what were you talking about?
2: Making money, how hard it is. When oh, yeah. Doing, doing scav runs. And,
1: um, my oh, survival oh,
2: rate. Got it.
1: Two things. One is like, just because that's true doesn't mean like the answer is like, oh, just play the game a way you don't want to play it. Like, at the end of the day, if you're if the reason you don't want to play duos is just because you prefer solos more, that's an acceptable answer. All of those things we listed are still like it like like actual valid things of like why duo is more. But it's like I, I I just want to play the game solo. Like you know what I mean. And then secondly, I'll say this so that you don't have to because if you said it, it'd be like, well, you're just the solo trying to cope and come up with reasons why it's not fun to play solo. I openly admit on my stream regularly regularly that Tarkov is too broken for me to enjoy it solo like those things all of those reasons that duo is more profitable are overcomable challenges for a solo a lot of the people that I talk to that play solo do it because it makes the game on hard mode and they like that and if Mm -hmm. the game worked Then you would at least be able to internalize that and be like, okay, I need to shift my playstyle a little bit. I need to do this. I'm going to run this map because I'm more comfortable with it. But I say this, not veritas. I say this on my stream. People say, "Hey, do you ever play solo?" Because some people like watching solo players, and I actually really get that as a viewer. It's a lot too sometimes. If it's not two people that you like, really, really enjoy, there's a lot of back and forth. You know, so I get that. So some people will come in and they'll be like, "Hey, like I enjoy watching you. Do you ever play solo?" My answer is always like the game is too broken for me to enjoy solo. I have played solo and I've played solo and really, really enjoyed it. And I've played solo and really, really enjoyed engaging with chat on that level. But my, my mental fuse like shortens dramatically when I play solo for all of those reasons, man, I died to some absolute bullcrap some insane desync. I died to a fly hacker. I died to a sniper scab from three hundred meters away. I died a bird eye. I died to all this. Like when I died to the stuff that's like not skill issue. Like actual, this game is potato. No audio. I just there's too much. There's too many of those things for me to want to play solo right now. So like if the game in, in a perfect world where the game was like functioning like well, where like the amount of cheaters was reduced by a lot when the desync isn't gone, but reduced to like normal levels in normal games. If the audio was freaking copium hunt showdown level audio, I probably would carve out one or two streams a week to play solo. But like it, it it's just like, it's rough. So yeah. for you to say, I don't necessarily want to play this way. And because the way I want to play <laughs> just butts me up against all of the problems with the game that makes me want to go
2: play Hearthstone this week. I get it. Like I do. Yeah. Like, like, Oh my God. Yeah. And I mean, there's not like There's nothing that anyone's going to say. If people want to just attribute. So many people want to attribute. My where I'm at with the game and not just me, but you know, a lot of other people too. Yeah. Um, where a lot of us are at with the game <clears> has. <throat> people have gotten way better than your glory days. you're older and slower you haven't learned to adapt um it's you know the the skill issue thing yeah there's nothing anybody's going to say that's going to change their mind yeah correct i like like I, i i genuinely don't care um all i know it like all i know is that my intuition and my guts tend to be pretty good i mean yeah how many times how many times have i been like I just found out I was getting fucking stream sniped and targeted yeah. for a, a yeah, yeah, considerable yeah. amount of time when I kept saying something doesn't seem right. Yeah, and people want to say skill issue. Well, you know, like yeah, or you're like <laughs> the, the or you're like I duo and you're all
1: janky. I wonder if there's something here. And everyone's like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> and yeah, then, and then you're and then everyone's going, you know what? Everybody does rubber band all the time.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, and now every tweet I see, I, I haven't been playing the game at all, and like every almost. Pretty much every tweet I see from like Tarkov content creators are the shit that I've been talking about. Where you know yeah. suddenly everybody's talking about how the fights seem like they're RNG. Suddenly everybody's yeah, talking about not fun
1: anymore. All this,
2: yeah, you know. um I would and yeah. I mean, there there are, and the other thing is that like you can point to you know the two, three, four X streamers that you want to, and and like listen. I don't know what their motivations are. I don't know. You know, maybe they're, maybe it's just that they're, you know, godly or whatever, but you know, it, it makes sense that you want to keep the, the, um, what is it? Like the impression of nothing's wrong with the game, you know, like
1: for sure.
2: You're they're You're, they're motivated to just be like, I, to, to, yeah. to to downplay the issues or not talk about the issues or, you know, whatever, because they get less shit from people. Yeah,
1: and I acknowledge that because I do that. I, I literally have a sticky note written and attached to my monitor that was like, stop complaining. Not because I think there aren't issues with the game, but because I feel less motivated to stream I feel like I have less fun streaming and I feel like the vibe in in the stream is lower when I spend the whole day pointing out these issues over and over again. It's like this self-fulfilling thing where like I get frustrated and then something frustrated happens in the game and I get more frustrated and then either somebody in chat says something like we'll just get good or chat doubles down and goes, this game does suck. You're right. That's that's not even a good thing either. And so that that circle continues. And I felt myself getting sucked into that. And so like I, I don't say that to say that anybody that does complain about the game's issues is doing it wrong. I, I was saying that to, to acknowledge what you say is true. That like there are a certain amount of people that are motivated to just like, I am just gonna move on from it and chill. Like I don't I don't know that there's anybody out there that legitimately is like there are no issues with Tarkov. I would say 90% of the people are people that either complain about those issues a lot or people that just choose not to complain about those issues a lot. But I don't think anybody's out there like, no, dude, it's perfect. It's good. It's great. You know what I mean?
2: I mean, all the YouTube commenters. <laughs> but- well,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. But so I say that to say that, like, I, I agree with what you're saying. We're like, yeah, of course, some people are motivated to, to just, like, keep the vibes high no matter what.
2: You know what I mean? Dog, and- you are, you are, you're the... The version of me in an alternate universe where my therapy has been successful. <laughs> it works. <laughs> well, that's also why
1: what, what comes out of that is the most frustrating thing in the world to me. Uh, one of the most frustrating things in the world to me, uh, and sometimes I can laugh about it, but sometimes it really gets to me, is when within a reasonable amount of time, two different people both decide they hate me for the opposite reason. And both can't be true. Right. And so like, that's why I get told that like people like you don't ever criticize the game and then nothing's going to come from it. And then and then in the podcast comments, people say uh, both of these guys are just jaded and they hate everything and all they do is complain and they they don't even try to be positive. And so every single day of the week, I get told I'm both too jaded and have no valuable opinions and a BSG show that never admits there's problems. Because I've decided to compartmentalize. I can come on here, even though a lot of the same people are in chat, I can come on here and let and just let it rip with you because that's what this is for me. Like, you know what I mean? And then on stream, when I'm a- alone with those thoughts or when I'm with Valiant or whatever, I choose to downplay it. So like the, the, the byproduct of that is like, uh, like people can't decide what I am. So they, and, and so I just get both sides of the hate. You know what I mean? Like, so, which is, frustrating i don't know so um yeah so it's just like a it's a it's a weird oh what i was gonna say is um i would when you said that pe- like you were like i'm not gonna change people's minds on when they're like like just get better and adapt and like the play style is different you know what i mean like you're like i'm not gonna change those minds dude i would argue that those are the people that are are bad at adapting. There's nothing really to adapt to. There's one successful play style in Tarkov, and they've mastered it. That's cool, yep. but they're not adapting to multiple types of threats. Those are the people that when they die, they say that dude was camping every single time. Those are the people that... He was a rat. Yeah, those are the people like I've had... Like, I'm not going to name any names or anything, but I've had, like, really big streamers and stuff like that kill me. And I go back to watch the VOD because I'm like, yo, GG's. And they're like, what a rat. When, like, I had literally just come out of a full sprint. I, can't, I am immobile because this game doesn't let you move at all. And I hear someone running. So I go, I can't run. So I'm going to hold this angle and I kill a guy. And I'm a rat, and I know if I showed that person or these people the clips, they would be like, "Oh, like I'm like sorry, GGs, I didn't mean it." And I know that they don't mean it, but like the people who say you can't adapt, they're not adapting. They just like learned the one successful thing, and everything else to them is you're just a rat. You're just a rat. You're just a rat. You're just a rat. You were just camping. You're extra camping. You're a rat. You're just a rat. You're just a rat. You know what I mean? Guys like like Tower are people that adapt. That they'll, they'll fig- they're trying to figure out what their enemy's doing, and then and then counter it. You know what I mean? That's like, you just learned how to jiggle peek. That's it. You adapted yeah, you, to this you, one gameplay style, but if it, in a world where tomorrow, the desync was better, the cheaters were better, and the audio was better, and people could effectively start playing more slow, y- you'd be freaking out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Like, and, and I would be back to 75% survival rate and 30 yeah. fucking win streaks because... I'm smarter than them. I might not have the Twitch reflexes that they have yeah. that the net code rewards them for having. Exactly. But but Tarkov used to be a game where fucking information and brains matter. Matter more. But 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 now Tarkov is a game where information is completely and utterly unknowable, unreliable, yes. untrustworthy. Yeah. And or so many people have information that they shouldn't have. Yes. And now all of a sudden, right, wow, it's crazy now that. You know, I, I can't compete anymore when yeah. the game is just objectively fucking worse in yeah. all of these ways. Um, but yeah, dude, it's so funny because I wonder, you say you come on here, like you compartmentalize and you and you definitely vent, and I fucking love that. What if you didn't have the podcast? Oh, Do you think you would vent more on stream? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the interesting thing is, as much as I complain, I had toned it down on the podcast because i don't want to be a negative nancy and and now not necessarily like the quantity but like when i'm on stream the the fucking frustration i feel anybody who denies that they have these gamer thoughts and these gamer feelings Where I'm like, this is a fucking trash game. The developers were dropped on their heads. They, yeah, you know, yeah. like I'm saying the worst possible because I'm so fucking frustrated. Yeah. That like my time and my resources have been fucking ripped from my hands. Yeah. You know, that like it's it's just drives me insane. That's what, like the reptile part of my brain comes out. Yeah. Um so yeah, this is like the toned down version. Bro. Yeah, I
1: would. Yeah, like I would absolutely maul so much more because I've had the podcast to ease me through the transition of like, you know, fluffy white rabbit just enjoying playing around in the snow. You know what I mean? We did this early enough in my career that I was like this bright eyed, bushy tailed content creator that was like I loved everything. Through, I like, just wait, kid. Yeah, just wait. yeah, through to the game, like breaking me down. So, yes, like if I didn't have this outlet, I absolutely would probably be in a whole different I just, place I just, mentally.
2: Hope, I just hope I didn't, uh, uh accelerate that. Oh, no, if I didn't pl- plant the seed. The you game know, and,
1: did uh, a, a bang up job of that all on its own. I... um, yeah, well. All that being said, I did want to talk about the um, the podcast that you did with Goat and OnePeg and the guy that worked on the Vanguard thing. Uh, you know, all that, part of what was tied up in that was the... What was, his, what was his name? Almost Homeless or something like that video where he talked about the AI anti-cheat. That was that was like a video that yeah. blew up. And then like, I think Goat brought it up or OnePeg brought it up. And then that was talked about like a little bit. Um, but like... I watched the full two hour thing like I-, I watched the whole thing because it was just fascinating like hearing him talk about that industry um did you learn
2: anything like what was your takeaway from that
1: uh I mean like I guess I didn't really expect to learn a whole lot from it because I am I was just imagining every question that was gonna be asked to him was gonna be like we can't tell you we can't tell you I think the biggest takeaway from me was that like he seemed to really emphasize the like a few, um the joint effort that it is like that was a big thing for me so as someone who knows nothing about it i think for a long time i when battleeye came into the game i almost like shifted the responsibility of the cheating problem off bsg onto battleeye like subconsciously and i think that has been lessening over the past few like past year or so but the concept where he was talking about like it's so like having an architecture that is as preventable as possible of being uh, taken advantage of is just as important as the tools we use to identify cheaters and ban them. You know what I mean? How it was like literally every and how he talked about they use AI models, but like like he just kept saying there's no smoking gun. It's like literally everything all the time. Everybody needs to be in tip-top shape doing all of it. That was like a big thing for me. So I was like, yeah, because it makes sense. A lot of the cheats that we have seen have been people like leveraging the the game itself and not even necessarily like using a whole lot of third-party stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Why did you feel like it wasn't a valuable?
2: And I didn't feel like it wasn't valuable. It was, I mean, I hate to say, but it was similar to like, goats video to begin with where it was like i didn't learn anything new that's not to say that people yeah i'm sure a lot of people learned a lot from it yeah um it was just like there wasn't a whole lot i didn't already know yeah um and then also like so we had prepared we had like multiple pages of questions because originally we were supposed to be we were we were supposed to be talking with some folks from vanguard that are like currently there yeah we were talking to like their fucking pr team or i don't know i don't know what the conversations who exactly everybody was um like goat was was in charge of most of that stuff but then like then it, it, like a week went by and we hadn't heard from them we're like yo what the fuck is going on and finally they were like yeah sorry we can't do it so i was like okay we'll plan b and we'll talk to we'll talk yeah. to this guy um which i mean and and I, it ended up being a, a great conversation he seems like a super cool guy um What was unfortunate was just that, like, it was, like, I don't know. Like, I, it's really hard to have the kinds of conversations that I, that I personally would want to have to be able to get the most value out of it. Because, like, all of the questions that I went through, I maybe got a chance to to say to ask like three of 15 yeah and and of those three each of those had like a and i shouldn't this bothers me and i shouldn't bother like i shouldn't let it bother me i just i hate when people are like um what the fuck <laughs> hopefully, hopefully my computer didn't just crash okay um i i i hate when people are like he just talks to talk he's just like get to the get to the point get to the question get to the point yeah. it's like everything i'm saying has i'm saying yeah. it for a reason especially when it's written or scripted yeah um so i feel like the pressure and the stress when i want to like read A two sentence preamble to my question the two sentence preamble is not just to hear my own voice yeah it's because it's important context so we don't end up
1: answering the wrong question or getting lost and like you know what i mean it's like if we only have a limited time with this guy i want to make sure that when i ask this question he knows exactly what i mean and what to answer so we don't end up on a 15 minute tangent about i was like yeah i already knew all that you know what i mean
2: yeah so like because there's so many people always kind of jumping in at the end. Yeah. If I have a three part question and I say the first bit, he'll answer the first bit. And what that first bit is going to be a little piece of information, but also a primer for the next two things. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else jumps in and changes the subject. And it's like,
1: yeah, for so, sure. That's hard to have that many people. You know what I mean?
2: Like, like some of the things I wanted to talk about to like go through the list. Um, I wanted to talk about if anti-cheat programs ever cross into the realm of detecting non-gameplay behaviors like RMT and other stuff like that. I, I asked him that. It, but it like yeah. again we wasn't able to follow up on a lot of the things. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk more about like replay system, manual, yeah, fans, statistical analysis. A, a lot of that was focused on the fact that like what he was saying was you should never do A, B, and C. And A, B, and C are the things that BSG does regularly. Yeah. Manual yeah. banning, bans based on clips, bans based on statistics. Yeah. Like, all of these things that I've been saying are problematic for so fucking long. Yeah. Um. And then I, I want to be able to follow up with, like, okay, well, then how much human involvement is acceptable in detecting cheaters and like what and what are the risks yeah Yeah. that's a whole five minute conversation that we could you know yeah and then it's like okay well then to to what degree do the stats and the analytics for players play a role are they used as a first pass or can they ever be used as final judgment you know like each of these things are like peeling back the layers right but i got halfway through one of the things unfortunately then i end up being like okay i'm gonna ask a four-part question because i just don't think i'm gonna get a chance yeah you know to get it in so there was just so many things i w- I wanted to ask about honey pots um <laughs> i wanted to talk about um the differences between like get, get deeper into the differences between what part of the anti-cheating fight is like bsgs or, or the yeah. game developer versus the anti-cheat yeah. software you know like how much of that is it 80 20 you know is it 50 50 yeah. um and then talk about like what are the aspects where that fall on the developer versus fall on the anti-cheat? Yeah. Um. You know, when these two systems meet, how do they meet? Right? Like, is BSG providing battle eye? Uh, like KD ratios. Yeah. You know, like yeah. is it does it have access to that information? Is it a two-way flow of information? Like these are the, I want to know these things. Yeah. These are the things that nobody knows. Nobody talks about. Yeah. Right. And it's like. And those are the things that I think he could actually be like, some systems might do that. You know, like, I don't need specifics. Just tell me, like, what kinds of information. But, like, we just didn't get a chance to get into anything other than, like, the shit that you've... You watch... Just go on YouTube and type, how do anti-cheats work? Yeah. And that's basically what you're going to get.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think there's, like... I represent the guy that's never done that, though. And, like, there was a lot that I learned about, like, it... In the realm of, like, it, like I feel like I represent a Tarkov player that's, you know, obviously this conversation has been brought up a lot more recently with, like, the cheating thing, and I'm just not educated on it. And sure, I could have done that, but, like, I just have other stuff to do with my day. You know what I mean? Like, I just have yeah. never—I've never done that for any reason. So to hear three Tarkov guys be talking about it and then be learning about it from a really educated guy— through the lens of I, he wasn't talking about Tarkov and anything, but I can apply all this to Tarkov. It was interesting for me to learn a lot of that stuff about like how it's like everybody's responsibility and how important it is to have a strong game architecture, which BSG obviously didn't, or something that they're working on. It was interesting to hear him talk about like just like him working at like him working at a studio where literally they were just like anything you want, however much money it costs. Like it's the most important thing. And like, he threw out a number, which he said was a little crazy, but like, you know, $15 million was what like he threw out throughout, you know, for these services. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and this general sentiment where he was like, we could spend as much money as you could give us. Like, like just like those type of things where it's like, this is hard. It's one of those things where like, the people developing the cheats are financially incentivized to do so and the people developing the anti cheats are oftentimes financially constrained and that like yeah. he was like i he was like tarkov no way has a team as big or as fleshed out as ours did you know what i mean like and and they're probably at least some level of it being like we just like can't Afford, you know, a big thing was the reminder of like the human nature of it, where he was like he worked at, you know, Vanguard. He worked for one of the biggest games at one of the biggest teams with one of the biggest budgets. And he was like, I could work 24-7 banning cheaters. It wasn't like we had it down. We finally installed this thing and we were letting it do a thing. He was like, yeah. all of us could have worked all the time. So to think about a smaller anti-cheat development team without an infinite budget who maybe manages more than one game, I'm not saying that permits cheaters in the game, but at least it adds a little bit of context to me that once again, it's a human thing that these guys are trying, you know what I mean? So,
2: Dude, it's like you can have the most competent, skilled, like fucking drug enforcement uh, like, group in, like, a highly trained SWAT segment of a fucking police department. Yeah. And there's still going to be a drug problem wherever yeah. the fuck it is, right? Exactly. They're just going to be really fucking effective at finding it and taking it out. And, you know, but, like, people need to think about it like crime. Yeah. You know, like, you can have exactly. the most baller police or military and you're always going to have, you know, these issues... Yeah. Um, And
1: he even said that there were always like there were still cheaters. Like he even said that what they were working on towards the end was like trying to identify more of the people that would like hire cheaters to boost. You know what I mean? The people who are cheating without cheating. So by saying that he was acknowledging they were doing the best they could. They were probably industry leading. Everybody says there's no cheaters in Valorant. And he was saying that they were going after the people that were hiring cheaters. Well, that means there were still cheaters it was just at a much more manageable percentile of the player base. So it's like, yeah. you know, somebody's just said the Cycle Frontier got rid of cheaters. One, no they didn't, right? There are cheaters in every game. Two, they did a lot of things that I hope BSG does. There's actually interviews with the developers of the Cycle Frontier and they talk about a lot of different things they did that was awesome that I hope other people too. And three, the last I heard there were like 400 people playing. You know what I mean? So like they're they're they, they they just this huge they they just wiped the game they did a huge pass just season There's three. There's less
2: legitimate players playing than there are cheaters playing Tarkov in raids right now. Yeah,
1: exactly. So it's like so. I hope that that percentage scales up, but it'll be interesting to see if we get your landmarks and your summits and your all these guys back on the game and their player base goes. I mean, it was hundred thousand concurrent at one point. If we get back to that level, that's the real test. I'm not saying they did a bad job, but I'm saying it's. <clears throat> stupid and disingenuous to just type in chat, the cycle frontier got rid of cheaters. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. They have AK concurrent players right now. Yes. Because yesterday they launched their big new season. You know what I mean? I'm just, yeah. Yesterday they did that. It was a huge day. So like, I'm just,
2: I'm just saying that like, it's a, uh... one of the, um one of the important distinctions I, I want to mention real quick when I talk about this. And also when I talked about in the, the goat video um, the whole, like, I didn't learn anything new. Part of what I want to convey there is, is in both of these situations, we had, like, a rare privileged perspective to get information. So what I what I want from opportunities like these, whether I'm involved or not, is to get the information yeah. you could only get from that situation. Yes. What I don't want is to have this once in a lifetime opportunity that to, makes a lot could, of sense. to then make a video that is the same as the top three videos on YouTube yeah. from two years ago when you search how does an anti cheat work because I watch those things because I wanted to, and it's the same yeah, shit. Because right? you want to, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I want something novel. So when people are like, well, I didn't know that, it's like, okay but if we didn't do the interview and i said watch this 7 minute video well you now would you would know, know that it. yeah so what i want is to bring new information to the table because yeah. if i know it then chances are it's, it's easily googleable yeah 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 unless we're talking about some obscure software shit that i got into in my 10 years like you know really specific fucking bluetooth low energy robot communication over mqtt you know between mobile client like yeah unless it's that i probably learned it from youtube yeah so i want to learn something new that isn't already on youtube right and and again i'm not saying that there wasn't anything new there wasn't anything good um i i i'm glad we had the conversation it was fun you know it was a good time um but yeah i just feel i feel like we probably could have you know gotten wrung out more drops of juice from this that fruit i don't know what yeah no that that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of
1: sense that both sides are true like the interview we got is valuable and a lot of people would have learned something from it but your desire was to be able to bring new information to the table and you thought that
2: like yeah that that didn't yeah why don't we preemptively prepare questions (laughs) um dude i was like like, wait okay now yeah
1: those questions
2: all of these questions and and i'll say that like i tried to stick to my script yeah i don't know i'd have to look but like yeah i don't know yeah
1: um but but it was interesting it but it was still interesting a big the other big thing for me was that like this is a guy that has seen just about every tool at the disposal of anti-cheat developers. And this is a guy that's had probably the most unhindered access to those tools as far as like budget goes. And he seems to think that like it's just going to end up being like opt-in hardcore stuff where like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, not necessarily the social security number or driver's license, but it's like, you know, ways it, I, I didn't understand a lot of what he was saying, but it was like something like trusted hardware, trusted this or whatever, or like that kind of like interesting, you know, a, a little bit, of kind of what you said where like, I wish that somebody would just like hold all this data, whatever. Um, Cause like, yeah, I would, I would, I would give him my driver's license or my like, like if it was an opt-in thing, if it wasn't required, but if it was opt-in, like kind of like the stream trusted server, Steam trusted server system or whatever, like that was just an interesting thing where he was talking about that kind of being the future of just like, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, like it's so funny to me how like, so many people seem to be so. I, I, I have a hard time believing anybody's serious when they when they're all up in arms about their privacy. Yeah. Like like, dog, you created a Twitch account, a YouTube account. Google has all your information. You you being afraid of giving BSG your home address. Like, what are the Russians going to nuke your home? Like, give me a fucking break. Like, what are you talking about? And that's like, not What are to you say really that,
1: worried about? It's not to say at all that privacy isn't important. It's the hilarity of arguing privacy <clears> on <throat> platforms that have yeah. very publicly sold user data to literally everybody without anyone's consent and we continue to use them. Like when people tell me, when people tell me on Twitch that like I'm an idiot for considering Twitter blue, because like why would you give money to that billionaire? It's like you're subbed to me, brother. Like, where do you think the other half of your sub goes to the other billionaire? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like,
2: if you fill up Jeff Bezos, tires, exactly.
1: It's like, if you, it's, it's, I respect the stance. If there's, if you take the stance, but it's the hilarity of the fragileness of the stance is what we're talking about here.
2: Yeah, and, and and again, I'm not even I'm not saying that they're wrong to be worried. Yeah, I'm just correct. saying I kind of just don't believe them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, just don't like, believe that I they've don't... considered it very far. That they've that they've taken that logic even one additional step.
2: Yeah, yeah, like like they it's it's the same thing where they just it's like the exit campers or or like they're just going to camp marked room. Like yeah. the first thing that comes to mind is oh, I'm not going to give a company my information. Yeah. It's like, dog, like what, what information are we talking? Right. Do I want to give a, a Chinese biotech cloning company, my DNA yeah, yeah. along with my social security number and like a lock of my hair along with like my birth certificate along with like, or are we talking about giving our email address? Yeah. And, or like, you know, I don't know. That's the other thing is that nobody, nobody actually ever talks about the specifics about what we're talking about. Yeah, I would be. I I, I would have to think about this and I'd be willing to hear. I'd be willing to hear the arguments because I'm sure there's some like unforeseen thing where this might come back to haunt us later. But like my my index finger fingerprint. Would I give that, you know, like if I could log in, if I could log into Tarkov with my fingerprint. And that would put me in a trusted lobby. Yeah. Which would reduce the amount of cheaters by a noteworthy percent. You know, let's say 80 percent or something. Would I? I don't know. Let's think about that. Could first of all. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is, could you spoof that? Because if you could spoof it, well, then it's pointless. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe you can. Maybe you can just make a new account with a silicone finger with a thumb. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, But, like, these are the... Th- 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 I just went through step one of a 12-step thought process, thought experiment, that I guarantee none of these people have ever yeah, gone yeah, through. Exactly. Not, they haven't even
1: gotten to step one. That's the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And I'm totally with you on that. I don't know all the <laughs> answers, but... I haven't assumed all the answers.
2: Yeah, and just dismissing it because privacy. Exactly. And just is assuming just all bullshit. the
1: answers like yeah, exactly. And that's and that's kind of where we're at. So it's like um I don't know, when he was talking about that, he was talking about a lot of things that I didn't necessarily understand from a hardware level because we know that there are like hardware ID spoofers and stuff like that, but he he just kept talking about like trusted trusted hardware and like he was saying that the future is is a game of not even allowing like like preventing cheats from ha- being able to happen and not catching the cheats but that's hard because like what i understand about it is like there's lots of spoofers but then he was also talking about a lot of things a lot of like security settings in windows that like he was saying like you know we could increase the requirement of them to play in these lobbies or whatever so there was a lot of it and, and obviously i wasn't in there so i couldn't talk to him about it but it was it was interesting stuff i would There's, let's just say there's a lot I would do to get into trusted lobbies if I knew the games I played. There was a, there's a lot. Maybe, maybe there's a line, like you were saying. I'm not saying privacy doesn't matter. I'm not saying I would give them a lock of my hair and my social security
2: number and whatever. But I I would, I would would get on a video call with my license. Even through a Russian company, sure, fine. You have my fucking address and my picture. I don't care. Dude, <laughs> I would do that. I would write an essay. I would pay a monthly
1: fee. Like I would do a lot of stuff if it meant yeah. that the with the amount of time <laughs> I play and 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 then the, a big thing that he mentioned at the end was like he saw a future where there were these more restricted things that were opt in that they weren't forced. A big deal was like when freaking uh, uh Call of Duty required a phone number. People were freaking out because it was required to even play the game. I thought that was an interesting, um, just an interesting point where he was like, we, there could be realities where it's like, there's this and there's this. And it's like, it's not like we're putting more money into this. It's just that if you opt into this, you're sacrificing a little bit of this, but it's just like, because of that, you're going to be whatever. Like that was an interesting part where it's like, he saw a future where more games had like, well, you could opt into this, which some games already do with the, the steam trusted servers and stuff like that. Um, I just found that to be interesting.
2: Yeah, I think one of the things and and there was a ton that I wanted to get into the details on, but I feel like they would have been either too technical or um, he was he was definitely like an engineer in that I could tell from the beginning that he was talking above the average person. Um, Yeah, I
1: didn't understand a lot of what he said.
2: And I, I tried to clarify a few things, you know, because I, I understand some of the terminology, you know, when he was like four nines, I'm like, okay, like I, you know, um, but, and I think one of the things that he might have been referring to at one point, I was also like kind of distracted dealing with some, was poor timing, family shit um, mm. was coming up that I was dealing with, so I was a little bit distracted, but, um, but like, the the latest version of Windows has like some additional protections where if they would re- require it, it's one of those things that like well now you can't support Windows 10 mm. or when you know what I mean yeah. or like so so it's like it's it's you run into the the whole like you know Apple it's way easier to develop apps. When yeah. you don't have to support iOS seven and eight and nine and ten and eleven, right? Yeah. It, like the engineers, our favorite thing is like we can finally drop iOS nine support. Like yes, thank God, because now we have ninety seven if statements that we can just delete that yeah, were there yeah. that are like this doesn't need to be here anymore. Um, so like, but you have a trade off, right? It's like you're gonna pre- you're gonna prevent people from playing the game, or everybody on Windows ten is going to be playing with more cheaters. Yeah, yeah. Is that something that's like that you want to do? Is it worth the effort when only 5% of the people are updated to the latest windows and have enabled these settings? You know, you're you're adding barriers to entry to the player that might hurt your game, the community experience that may not guarantee an improved experience for the people that stick around. So that's like one of the, just one of the things that he was talking about. Although a lot of the things he kept talking about, there was a phrase. I even wrote it down in the notes and I, and I never got a chance to ask him what the fuck he was talking about. Um, did I write it down? I thought I wrote it down. Oh yeah. He said some phrase. Mm, yeah, never mind. I don't
1: because because as I understand it, and tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't even know if you understand how it works either. But like the stream trusted the Steam. I say stream every time. The Steam trusted servers thing basically takes into account like how many hours you have on Steam, how many hours of games you've played, and then puts you in servers with people that like have played a certain amount of hours on Steam or something like that. Whereas. Oh, hmm. I, I actually don't know. So I'm definitely not asserting this as
2: fact. But the, Is that different than like CSGO Prime lobbies? I don't know. I thought that that was the same thing. Because all that is, is you have a phone number that you validate.
1: Okay. So no, what I was talking about is a different thing. I've heard of a thing where it's like, yeah, there was like a Steam, basically kind of a Steam thing where and maybe maybe what I heard of isn't real. I don't know but like kind of like the steam equivalent of what you suggest with the data where like if you cheat they can ban your steam account and then if your steam account was made in the past 30 minutes you you can't participate in these trusted servers so it's like it's kind of a barrier
2: on steam where like oh that that is also uh i think with with the prime lobbies too there is like a threshold that's yeah, how like old your account can so, be. So like I mean, yeah, that's like,
1: something where like if you just were like you saw your favorite streamer play and you were like, I want to play CSGO for <clears> the first <throat> time and hop in, you're not gonna be able to get into those servers. But it makes those servers a lot harder to cheat on because if you get banned and you have to create another account, you just can't get in. You know what I mean? So it's like
2: Yeah, so I mean <laughs> then then the question becomes does the market turn to buying trusted accounts? Do you just have an, a, yeah. an account like I wonder how many people have 10 year old accounts that they just would sell if somebody offered it to them or would yeah. that then incentivize more phishing scams to steal accounts, to steal accounts? Yeah. Uh, these are all things that are like worth mentioning, for worth sure, discussing. Sure. Now, there's also like if, if you think about in Tarkov, it all depends on why people cheat. Right. But like, let's say there was trusted lobbies. And let's say they cost it. They cost $20 a month or something. Yeah. It's like the cheaters could probably subsidize that they're already paying for the cheats, right? But yeah. like, why would they? It'd be the same loot. Yeah. Is it just that they would have less cheaters and in the their rates?
1: that would be the, and like, the, do the do people that would be willing to pay twenty dollars a month for the trusted servers aren't the people that are buying from RMT anyway. So they would probably still have buyers in the non-trusted lobbies.
2: So yeah, so yeah, like, like I said, I dude, I don't know. I just Re- require, like, th- require. Do you have to have 3,000 hours on your account without ever changing your email address on the account? Yeah. And have a phone number attached to it? Yeah. And a fingerprint and <laughs> a DNA sample and yeah. a semen sample. And, uh, yeah.
1: So, yeah, like I said, I definitely don't know at all, but it was just a little sobering and humanizing to see that to, to a guy with that much experience in it. Be like, it sucks. Like it's a fight every day. There's never enough work to be done. Every single tool is valuable. <clears throat> let's use the AI. Let's use the hardware. Let's use the windows. Let's use it all. But I don't know, man. I don't know. It sucks. Why, why can't, why can't people just not be dicks?
2: You know, and not cheap. Because they're fucking bad in video games. Yeah. I'm going to be bad. At least I'm going to be legit and be bad.
1: Yeah.
2: If I'm going to be bad. At least I'm going to be knowledgeable. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. I mean, that's
1: <clears throat> so like, uh, so ultimately, if you haven't seen that, I th- it's on Veritas's channel. I think it's also on One Pegs and Goat's channel. Um, the yeah, watch, watch mine. Yeah, it's on Veritas's channel. We'll link Veritas's um, um where the whole conversation. It's interesting. If you don't know a lot about it, I think I think a lot of people in the Tarkov community would really do themselves a service by watching that video because it's a rather Tarkov-centered great education on anti-cheat um and a lot of that stuff. So I would definitely recommend watching it unless you've done a considerable <coughs> amount of research into anti-gene already. 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 Then watch All it. Right. Watch it anyway and give Toss that sweet, sweet ad revenue um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's adorable. You talk to your wife like that?
1: Yeah, man. Nice. Um, so that was cool. There's not a whole lot of other Tarkov stuff. Did you see the picture Nikita posted of the dude mid-vault?
2: dude looking like he's fucking yeah, like pooping like his pants diarrheaing while vomiting that's exactly what I look like in college the last time I shit my own pants yeah Yeah. That, I
1: am, terrified. I am dude, terrified it's so
2: funny of all the things to vault over if imagine if he was like halfway up a fence like a leg up you know it'd be like sick it was the fucking box and he was like
3: like
1: what that image? What Just that step over it? You don't need your upper body. And what that image told me was that when vaulting's in the game, I'm gonna walk up to a box to try and loot it, and I'm gonna <laughs> climb
2: over it. Like you're gonna see the, the 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 bars, the black bars up on top, and you're gonna see vault.mp4 starts playing and it'll be like no shh, while you're like no climbing over the thing and then the camera zooms out someone's and then you're shooting re-gank. at you a scav
1: is shooting at you
2: <laughs> then you'll regain control oh my god so the what they could have done to get me rock hard
1: about vaulting was just an image of a man mid step up onto a curb because because anything other than that the game doesn't need would it be cool to be able to vault over stuff Absolutely. Would, be, would it be cool to be able to mantle up into Windows? Absolutely. What the game desperately requires <clears throat> requires is my adult male the uh, the ability to step onto a curb.
2: It actually. What if he crawls on all fours, fa- but it's just as fast? I'll it's take just it. Just as fast. I'll take it. It but actually. Bear crawl. It
1: actually got me killed in a raid thank god it was a scav raid i was on a scav raid and i was running and a other scav shot at me a bunch bro i had lost four limbs and i had heavy had a heavy bleed he came up he was like i thought you were a pmc and i was like no i know the pmc you just thought was here kill it killed i watched him kill it he's right here in these bushes he goes my bad dude i said Do you have anything for heavy bleed he drops me the thing i have the heavy bleed i'm not bleeding but i got Broken limbs. i take taken painkillers. I got broken limbs. Okay. The PMC is in a bush on the other side on streets of the little wire garden barriers that are eight inches tall and they're wire. They're not even concrete. The little, just the little decorative garden barriers. He's on the, the other Wall side of, of it. Okay. I can't walk over it. I jump over it and landing takes damage and I die. The PMC's right there with meds. And I I died jumping
2: what? Bro, you should dude. Brother. So I swear to god why, if they if Why don't you adapt, bro? You I, should know better. If
1: they give me a jetpack in this game, if they let me vault over whatever, but I can't I can't even say I can't even I I I can't I'm already so mad. If they mess that up, I'm going to I'm just going to be so pissed.
2: Like if we have Dude, if you use a jetpack, you know it would black out your legs. The fire would instantly black out both yeah. your legs, but that would be like <laughs> yeah. that would be the hardcore. Dude, I
1: if if they add vaulting <sighs> to the game and it's not the ability to just walk over small objects or I swear to god, if it's an animation to walk over those small I'm going to lose it because that will just be completely like you missing, won't missing able to ads missing the you forest for the yeah. trees on, on like this is just a cool feature and not like what is the game desperately 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 need um now my hope the copium is that they add that and a cool vaulting mechanic that would be so sick
2: that would be so sick dude but if recently, they miss that
1: I'm I I'm gonna lose my
2: mind yeah man R- recently i I've been there's been a bunch of situations where I'm like, I have no tactical abilities here whatsoever. Yep. Everything you and a lot of it is like I want to be able to get up on this ledge right here, or or I want to jump in the window that's like yeah. waist high right here. And it's like, but in order to to get there, I need to completely make the loudest noise ever. Yeah. Like if you could just, yeah, in in a window, it's like imagine now getting into yeah. that the on uh, marked room side of dorms. Yeah, all the way in the ground, like the yeah, far yeah, end yeah. on the left, there's those windows. Imagine being able to flank around, climb through the window, but instead you hear clonk, 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 yep. you know, and it's like, and you okay, miss the well, jump, they, they so it's like, no, yeah, and then you get in and you wiggle in like. And And then you get in, by the time you get in, there's three people holding the fucking angle, right?
1: And oftentimes on streets, there's a window, and right out to the window is a bush. So if you're in the bush, you can't jump, so you can't jump in the window. So the actual tactical maneuver is to run away from the window until you get out of the bush, then initiate a sprint where you can gain up enough momentum to turn around, jump over the bush, and in the window. Hardcore, realistic
2: game. I just want to fall into the window. like, Dude, but see, the thing is... That's what people say when they mean adapt. They mean you need to play so specifically, yeah. stupidly, the way that works for Tarkov yeah. right now.
1: Yeah, and I don't see that. Yes, technically it's adapting to bad game design, but that's not like that's not I'm like that, skill-based dude, adapting.
2: We all know this umpire is completely crooked and will always and, like stri- <laughs> and will always strike out the pitcher if you throw a curveball on the third pitch, you know, no matter what. So, you should adapt and yeah. just always throw this other pitch, right? And it's like Exactly. Don't, why don't you get the fucking don't, umpire yeah, fired? Don't
1: try to get better at the game of baseball so that you can outsmart your opponent, which is the batter. Yeah. Just throw a cook a, a curveball and you'll strike him out. Adapt, bro. Like
2: yikes. Um So I think I'm, I said I think I said At one point, I'm I'm sure I said something. I don't remember if I caveat it or whatever. But I basically, in so many words, at one point historically was like, there's no fucking way they'll ever be vaulting.
1: Yeah, I do. I think I remember that. We need to get Um, a podcast GPT on finding the episode that that I
2: know. I don't have it bookmarked on my new laptop. Yeah, Uh, I'll have to pull it up. Um, But. uh, Yeah, so I I mean, I hope I'm I I hope I'm. Yeah,
1: so Joe, me, too. I also see a universe where we try to vault up on something and we either fall through the map or launch up into space or get caught in an animation or cheaters can abuse a. a, a between animations where I'm invulnerable for a, a millisecond and then they can imagine that's or the new you stanky leg up. where you're like <laughs> mid mantle you know what I mean like, like
2: speed runners find the one texture that you vault into you end up off the map behind the box and then you're like invulnerable you can still run around yeah you, you can still run around yeah
1: so I'm very like, this is one of those things where like a lot of the things I'm just like full blown copium. They mentioned that they wanted to make the lighting on interchange better. I'm full copium. I'm like, yes, it's going to be better. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. But this is one of those things where I'm like terrified. I'm terrified. I'm terrified that they're going to bring a mechanic. We don't need and overlook a mechanic. We need, I'm terrified that it's going to be buggy, but I can also acknowledge it would be hella cool in this game. So I hope it's great. So I hope it's great, man. I really, 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 really do. I hope it adds new uh, new dynamics to fights, new maneuverability in the map. I really hope it does. I hope it's the whole... I hope it's a... We have our cake and eat it too. But I am terrified.
2: Now, the last thing I'll say on this is there's also a world in which... because The reason why I'm like they'll never do it is because I'm like it would take... So much time, so much resources, that's what I thought testing too. and development, and all those things that there's no way that they would do it. Maybe they decided 90% of our resources for the next, for 2022, is going towards vaulting. And that's the reason why nothing got fixed. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Nothing ever. Maybe, you know, so it's like, maybe, you know, I was right and it was like, I'll the unstated the unstated premise was they would never do it because it would completely fuck all dev progress of the game. And then, they, and then maybe that explains why we're here. I will admit I'm
1: surprised that we are getting it, especially now. Because like um because I, I'm pretty <clears throat> sure the last time we heard Nikita speaking on vaulting, he literally said, like they were talking about streets, and he was like, you could tell his wheels were turning, and he was like, There's just so many. Like, we would have to make sure that you wouldn't be able to vault up on the things we didn't want you on. Like, and yeah. I felt like he was like, oh, that would just be so much work. So, interested. Now, once again, if the vaulting mechanic was you can step oh, over. It's a
2: thunderstorm. Holy Really? Fuck. Yeah, it was just a, my noise gate caught it, but I just saw a lightning right outside and it's hailing. I it just scared the shit out of me. Sorry. No.
1: If. If the mechanic is not vaulting and it's you can step over ankle-high objects now, I'll say huge dub. Deserving of the... You know what I mean? But the picture just felt like a not that. The picture felt like a full-blown hands and feet animation.
2: On something that was ankle-like shin-high. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I was just like... But we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, So there was that. Uh, They dropped some new screen su- screenshots of streets, which I know a lot of people were um, not salty about but just like very understandably the map still doesn't run very well. a lot of people still can't do it. There's obviously huge issues in the game. I uh, streets is the the my lighthouse in the storm. It is my it is my home it is my comfort. it is a new map that's so well designed with incredibly engaging PvP and lots of good loot and lots of PvE and multiple scab bosses and cool extracts, and I love it so much. So if we get more, if we get a Streets expansion, do we need it? No. Do we need other things more? Yes. But I won't complain because it's such a good map, and if we get a Streets expansion soon, I would be be so sick.
2: Dude, Um, I was playing on my PMC uh two days ago and i got a 300 xp exploration bonus on factory um hell yeah so i haven't even seen fucking i'm sure like half of streets i haven't seen
1: i'm i'm sure you haven't i'm still i'm just playing streets and i am still yesterday while i was playing with desmond he was like watch to your left because that window connects to a room that connects to the other side of the street that he could flank through and i was like i didn't even know you could get in this building bro i probably paid 200 street trades like it's such a good map and by the way in the extracts like I, i don't understand like reserve has such terrible extracts interchange has so few extracts like the green flare extract in my opinion is incredible it's one of the best i just think it's so cool like when i when they when they talked about like dynamic extracts it was like oh that's interesting and then they made it like d2 and it was like, that's not interesting. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, or fun. And then they made like eight extracts, or technically three, I think, where it's just like, you can't bring your backpack. Dynamic. You know what I mean? And then it was like, wait, yeah. what? Like, I love, even though even though it's basically just pay 2,000 rubles for this extract, it feels immersive to bring a flare in and shoot it off and let a sniper not shoot at me. I just like that extract because it adds a little bit of dynamic of oh shoot I forgot it, so now I can't go. This guy had one sick. Let's leave here. Um, I found one. It's it it like it's a centralized uh, location. So like no matter where you spawn, if you prepared and brought the thing, you can always path to that extract and not have to be like oh should I go courtyard like yeah yeah. i love it so
2: like uh, i like it in principle i i just hate how ambiguous like you have to see someone do it or watch a tutorial oh yeah otherwise you would never you would never know that you need to stand in this exact because you know the number of times i like walked over and you see the little thing pop up where it's like you might see that when you're five feet from the Thing you don't know that you need to do it exactly in this right angle. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there's just so much ambiguous about it that they could have done better.
1: Part of the signal area is under the overhang of the hotel, so you can walk into that area. It'll say signal area, and if you fire it, it'll just hit the roof of the thing and not count. But you're in the signal area. But because the flare didn't actually go up, it doesn't count. So you could like so yeah, I I definitely won't disagree that it it could have been explained and elaborated and presented to the player in a, in a much better way.
2: Well, once you I, I kinda, understand I kinda it, I kind of wish it was cool. like, and I actually did this the other day. I forgot that the flares were like a shoot up flares. And for yeah. some reason, I, I thought it was like a smoke grenade. So I was oh, doing was like, like shooter. I know. I literally just like looked down and was like, and I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Because I wanted to do a red as like a bait for shooter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, fuck. You know, I guess I'm just not going to get the yeah. airdrop this time around. But like, It'd be way better if there was, like, spray-painted giant on the pavement, and you threw, like, a a smoke grenade kind of flare, where it just, like, the smoke came up, or, like, a road flare. That'd be interesting, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because then it's, like, there's no ambiguity around, am I standing in the right place? Like, if you're standing outside, but you shoot the flare inside, like, is it... Like what's the trigger? Yeah, yeah. Is it yeah. where you're standing and what angle you shoot it? Does the does do your feet and the flare need to be within this rectangle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or can you Yeah, if you shoot the flare out
1: of the zone, does it still work? If you're out of the zone, you shoot the flare into the zone, does it still work? It's just yeah. so
2: ambiguous. A- and and with a game like Tarkov, I guarantee you there's something that is like unreasonable there that would cut yeah. you. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Whereas but if it, you were standing outside the zone and you shot it perfectly above, like if you shot it in the exact location, X, Y, Z, that you could shoot it from inside the zone, then you should get it right. Like, yeah, but, yeah, yeah.
1: But but in concept, I like that extract a lot. And so like streets is just like. It's so much fun. I love it more. Give, give, give more. Um, I'm trying to think what other. Oh, they made some uh, just like blitz through some other things. They made some changes. Um where's that tweet? They made some changes to some crafts, um bringing them uh much more like better and in line with um Yeah, they they changed a bunch of the crafts for some of the higher tier ammo, which we've talked about before where it's like we've talked about before there's a lot of ways to do it, just pick one for god's sake. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with the keys. It's like you can either go the wow route or you can go the other route, but like go a route, you know, and we, and we had talked criticized before where it's like, you take those <clears> ammos <throat> off traders. Well, let me get them somewhere else. Well, you can craft it, but it takes 200 hours. Okay. Well then at least let me get it in rate. Oh, you can't find that ammo in rate.
2: It's like pick one. You got to play the annoying time consuming mini game pick that you need to make. Yeah. One. So
1: they reduced the time to craft a lot of these and upped the amount that you craft for some of them and reduced the materials needed. So, it's not a perfect solution, but at least it falls in line with like okay, well if if I can't find it in raid and I can't buy it off the trader, at least there's an avenue to get it and this is this is how. So, whatever. You can now buy two labs key cards per reset, which is interesting.
2: Um I wonder if like does that mean are more people going labs and or has that made it feel Oh yeah, I better? don't know.
1: I haven't been to labs <laughs> labs Lamau. So, I wouldn't be the guy but Maybe some of the labs chads in, in Chad could, could give you some context there. If 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 I you had, if you told me you could buy ten per reset, I probably wouldn't go labs a lot.
2: Dude, I had the weirdest one. <laughs> my thing is fucking beeping in the background. I had the craziest encounter I've had all white in labs. I had my vepper one three six just with Hell a fucking dot. Yeah, dude. Seven sixty two PS and I like killed like three of a four man. I got like a sick head tap on the guy. I was all the way in the office with the safe across from the you know the the main like garage area with like the overhang where you hit the button yes the metal yep 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 I was all the way across on the opposite side where there the glass safe room is um yep. there's like a safe there's a weapon case whatever and I like red dot face tap the dude all the way on the metal across, and I was like hell yeah went in killed like two of his buddies um and then I peek out and I see the other dude who I've been like I waited I was like stalking him. He was like going in and out of the shelving on the right side on the main on the main area. And I he like came out and I was like pop 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 and he just looked at me walking Ford armor wrist t just like thirteen shots and he died. I I think maybe his gun jammed or something. He didn't even shoot back. He just couldn't, like, couldn't find the key. He just, he, <laughs> no. he tanked, like, 13p, and I ended up dying to, like, the fifth guy. But it was just, like, the weirdest thing. I'm like, Damn. what the fuck is going on? Am I invisible? Like, yeah. what's happening? It was so weird. Dude. That's labs for me. That's, yeah. So it's always fucking weird.
1: Yep. Yep. I, dude, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Um. <sighs> so that... And then there was the the Tarkov hack scare, where everybody thought Tarkov <laughs> the launcher. Yeah, bro. I mean, listen. I'm not. I I understand why people thought Tarkov was hacked. I mean, literally, the banner on the launcher was broadcasting a website to go buy cheats. Um, so, uh, and 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 the unfortunate thing was, it was a day they put out a technical update. So if you hadn't already gotten the technical update you would have double clicked the launcher you would have seen the attention go by cheats here and the game would immediately start unpacking files like Aww. it would start downloading the technical update
2: so Everybody like shit their so
1: pants. i it's very understandable that people like got like a little debated onto like holy cow like tar- like all freaking closed down your pc <laughs> like everything so I your kids I your uh, it turns out that they were just able to like exploit a way to get information on the banner, but that no actual game files or information got into, um, which is obviously very good. But it was like for a for a hot second, it was like nine one one. You know what I mean? Um, but it ended up being okay.
2: Yep.
1: Uh, yep. But uh, yeah, that's uh that's the Tarkovsky. And uh, it's the way she goes. Yep.
2: I'm going to go do some more magic. The Gathering Drafts.
1: I'm going to do some more magic, you witch. Yeah,
2: man. It's a Wiccan. Well, I'm sorry. Hey. I'm sorry. You had, I, I promised you, you had a fucking friend when you were younger that identified as a Wiccan. Yeah. I You, you wore black nail polish. You probably identified yeah. as a Wiccan at yeah. one point. I know my sister did. We had a seance.
1: It was for sure. No, but like for real though, I'm pretty sure one of the people that I sat at the lunch table with at the time when they pinned the bomb threat on me. One of them. It was that high school
2: phase. It was like all the goth and me. She was sitting there with a Jesse shaped doll sticking a little pin in it. Yeah. Putting a bomb in its hand. Yeah. You look down and you're like, "Oh shit." As the fucking police officers roll yep. up.
1: Yep. So yeah. <sighs> all right. Well, uh thank you guys for watching as always. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for supporting us. Um this is Saturday. Yep, which means I will edit this tomorrow and it'll go up on Monday. Thanks for hanging. We will definitely see y'all in the next one. Peace.